What up? What up? It's the Unnecessary Sports Podcast coming to you from Los Angeles. I'm your host, Chris Carlin, along with the homie, David Navarre. What up? Man, it's feeling good. It is Sunday night, but we're going to come on this podcast on a Monday morning for you. Start the week off right. Kick it off right like a football game. There Football's almost here, David. I'll tell you that much. Oh, my gosh. It feels so good that it's right around the corner. We got preseason football's whatever. I don't care. The only thing I pray about in the preseason is that nobody gets hurt. Training camps just started this past week. And on day one, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, okay? If you haven't heard a podcast yet, if this is your first time, because a friend or an enemy or a neighbor, whoever referred you to this amazing podcast, the Unnecessary Sports Podcast, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. I always will be, so shut up about it. sorry to hear that, man. You still have (laughs) not turned from your ways? I I might have a disease, but it's the greatest disease to ever have. I love it. How? Because sometimes diseases just hurt you all the time, right? And the Cowboys break That's my heart exactly every year. exactly what the Cowboys do. That it's, it's just what I live Heartbreak with. Heartbreak city. nothing I can do about it. Um, but like I said, in training camp, you always are fearful that there's injuries that are going to come. And every year there are. It always happens. And already the first day of Dallas Cowboys training camp, uh, one of their linemen, Chaz Green, goes down. I haven't really heard any news because I haven't checked up on it. He went down with some kind of leg injury. He should be fine because we haven't heard any huge announcements that he's like out for the season or anything. Mm-hmm. Chaz Green, if you don't know who he is, which you probably don't unless you're another diehard Cowboys fan, but last year Dak Prescott got sacked six times in one game. Five of those were because of Chaz Green. That was when Tyron Smith was missing at left tackle. So, so you're not too bummed out that he's out. Um, it's good line depth. I mean, Chaz Green's a good guard. Uh, to play at tackle, giving kinda, up sacks. Uh, well, well, left tackle. The problem is, I don't want to go into. It's such a long thing about the Dallas Cowboys and how they rely so much on Ty on Tyron Smith at the left tackle spot. Nobody could play as good as Tyron Smith. He's the best left tackle in the league. He's been the number one rated lineman, offensive lineman on that uh, top one hundred list for the past three seasons. He's awesome. But um, either way, listen. You're listening now, but tell all your friends. Tell everybody you can listen to us on uh, the Unnecessary Sports Podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes. Just search for us. You can search for us on Google. We'll pop up. Number one. Number one, or even number two if you don't like to look number for Number one things. if you search for our name exactly. Yeah, well, if you just look up the Unnecessary Sports Podcast or Unnecessary Sports, we're going to pop up. So it's great. We're, we're up there. We're Google famous. Google famous. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Unnecessary Sports Podcast. On Twitter, USP Chris David. David does a great job on Twitter. He, he does post a lot of LAFC stuff, which is. No, eh, I don't. I see you retweeting their LAFC. I'll like it. You like it and you retweet it. You were trying to it's push for future. some. It's the future of sports, Chris. You were post, posting about some guy. You were trying to vote for some odd hey, reason. Carlos I don't know who Vela. he is. Yeah, what Carlos do you mean Vela. You don't know who he is. I don't. He was. He's one of the best Mexican players. One of the best <laughs> players in the World Cup this year. Yeah, he's okay. And, I guess. Well, I mean, <laughs> he was voted on the All Star game. Good. And then you got to vote. So for, you were helping him. You got it. Well, he was already in. What they were voting for was. For the captain. Who's going to be ah. the captain? It was up between four guys. And okay. guess what, Chris? What? He's the captain of the All-Star team. Well, and you he... know who they're playing for the All- uh, at the All-Star game? Who? 
So the all-star game in the uh, MLS is a little different. Sure. Right? It's, it's you know, the other the other leagues, it's two sides. It's like East, West, or however yeah, they do it. that's how it usually is. National League, American League. MLS, it's the all-stars for the entire league. Uh-huh. And then they play, like, in a, uh, one of the European or an oh. international team this year for this year's all-star game. They're playing uh, Juventus, which is the team is that, that Cristiano? Cristiano Ronaldo just signed to. So does that mean Ronaldo's playing? He's probably, I'm guessing, maybe. We'll find out. It's a possibility. But it's his team. They're playing him at the all-star game, and Carlos Vela is going to be the captain of the MLS All-Stars. That's very interesting. And this week, I mean, we're getting into soccer right away, which is something different, but switch it's something. Up. Switch up on the Unnecessary Sports Podcast. But real quickly, this week, uh, this past week, we watched uh, the LA Galaxy play at LAFC. Um, and David's been trying to get me to go to a game. I've been trying to make the time to go to one over the weekends. But David. That crowd was out of control. Hype city. My goodness. When they say that LAFC's crowd is out of control, it is out of control. You felt it. It was on ESPN. And just watching the screen, I was like, man, I want to be there. That was awesome. And, of course, it helped them get a a quick 2-0 lead. I mean, the LA Galaxy looked rocked. And I was like, what happened to Zlatan? Isn't he supposed to be great? Wasn't he supposed to carry this Galaxy team? And uh, according to the uh, the broadcasters, right, this game ended in a tie, 2-2. Apparently, LAFC decided for five minutes straight not to play defense after the 80th minute. So from minute 82 to 87, they decided, eh, this game's over. We don't want to play defense anymore. Galaxy scored two goals. Mistake. Game ends in a tie. And that's all she wrote. The Galaxy, and remember, they did it to them before at uh, the Galaxy Stadium. They were down three to one. What is it called again? StubHub? <laughs> uh, StubHub Center. Thank you. Is it still StubHub? Yeah, it's still oh, a StubHub. Yeah. It used to be the Home Depot. It used to be yeah. the Home Depot Center, now StubHub. And um, they were down three to one. And if you don't remember that game, it was the, the Zlatan, the, his, his first, first game. game. And he actually scored two of the three goals to pull the lead. And one of them was the eventual game winner, right? The header. That amazing header that got it into the goal. And it, woo! Latan's the man, and then that promoted him to doing all these interviews and saying that he wanted to, he if he wasn't married they would have spread his seed all over the United States. He, he didn't say his seed; he said his Practically. investment. His investment. We knew what he meant. Okay, he wanted to make he wanted to make soccer elite players with other women across the nation. He wanted okay. to have players, but anyways. Um, we got a great show for you today, so please tune in. I, I know we went a little tangent, but we got a great show. We got a lot of NBA, NFL stories because those are the two greatest sports in the world. In my in my opinion, I love the NFL. David loves the NBA. NBA is my second favorite sport. So it's just a lot of fun to talk about, right, David? In the NBA, we're going to talk about Carmelo Anthony possibly going to the Rockets. Not possibly. Isn't he already signed? Well, he hasn't officially signed. Hasn't like he hasn't like signed his name. It's, it's like okay. one of those things where like we all knew LeBron was going to LA, but he hadn't put his he hadn't put a you know a signature on the dotted line, right? But Carmelo, does he make the Rockets better? Uh, we got KD, <clears throat> a lot of KD news. Whether he's talking about uh, whether he's talking to CJ McCollum or he's talking to the press or he's talking to seventeen year old kids on social media, it's all the same. We're gonna give you some KD stuff. 
We'll talk about unnecessary moment of the weeks for us. David's got one about DeMar DeRozan. I got one about LeBron haters because I'm an L.A. guy, so I hate on LeBron haters. And um, we're going to talk a little about the NFL, too. Some We're obviously seeing some people get signed now to long-term deals. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Des Bryant. Hey, did he finally have a job? It might be. By the time you listen to this podcast on Monday, he might have a job. We'll tell you with who coming up. But before we get into it, David, I know you have some big news from your nephew playing out there. That's right. That national tournament. And I was excited when David sent me the news. So, David, La Mirada Coyotes, congratulations. They are A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned how they were going to head out of New York for, what was it, the uh, national youth. I should know this. <laughs> The it's national a national youth, tournament. Youth Baseball Championship Series. I don't know. So let's leave it at that. Yeah. In New York. And they ended up dominating every the competition. They just they went undefeated. First few games, they it was twelve to two, twelve to three, twelve to who knows what. Um obviously they got a little bit more challenging as they went on, but yesterday, I believe, is when they won. They won it all. National champions. Awesome. And these kids are the future, Chris. I'm telling you. And I'm all for it. I'm all for following them. And you know what? When these kids become big stars one day, yeah, they're going to shout us out and they're going to say, the first people ever mention our names <laughs> on the national airwaves well. in podcast form. Chris and David on the end. Global, man. Not just national. We it's, global. You're right. It's global. You can listen to us in Egypt. You can download in Egypt if you have a computer in Egypt for some reason. I don't know. What do you know. mean for some reason? Egypt has computers. I know they do, but do if you're- for some reason? Well, if you're going to Egypt, I assume if you're going to go Stop to it, Egypt, Chris. right, you're going to go there to sightsee. You're not going to go over there to be on a computer. But what if you live in Egypt? Oh, I wasn't thinking about the people that live in Egypt. That's the problem, Chris. You got to <laughs> think beyond. But do people in Egypt really care about the NBA and the NFL? Absolutely. Hey. They Shout out about, to you in Egypt. They they care about soccer. We open it up the show up with soccer. That is true. I am all for grabbing the international fans and getting them over the unnecessary sports podcast. I want to be number one everywhere. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So congratulations to all the 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 La Mirada Coyotes and your nephew, 11. man, crushing the game. Yeah, yeah, my my cousin's son. I guess that my nephew. I, it's one I don't of, know. Maybe my cousin. first cousin removed. Uh, yeah. He's he's killing it. Shout out to everybody on the team. I'm not yeah. gonna go through the whole. I, I think I messed up one person's name. I apologize. Oh, no. Last name that was Noe's fault. Hey, I'm gonna put it on him. But you know what? Well, if it's the coach's fault, it is the coach because well, they... he's not the coach. But oh, it's it's you what... blame it on somebody else. I... That's okay. But you know, congratulations. Hey. Keep working hard. Keep doing what you're doing, plus more. And how old are how old 10, the team? Around ten years old. So I guess. we in a couple of years, you keep on getting better. We could see you on ESPN and one of those that you know the big little league tournaments, right? Little League World Series. Yeah, because those are like the twelve and the thirteen year olds. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Maybe I think the oldest you could be is twelve or thirteen. One of those. Mm. But psh, you get on there, we'll be shouting you out. We'll be out there. Everybody can be shouting you out. Well, yeah, everybody will, but. You got a special place in our hearts. One of a kind. One of a kind. But let David, we got to get to the NBA, man. I'm, I'm getting itchy. I'm getting itchy over here. So Carmelo Anthony, right to the Rockets. Does it get him better or worse? 
I think we all kind of generally say worse. I don't know anybody in my circle or, I mean, I've watched everywhere. I don't know anybody that says Carmelo Anthony makes the Rockets better. Uh, I don't know where you got this idea of going from the Thunder, which has a basically a one-two punch in Russell Westbrook, Paul George. And going to Houston, you have two guys, the one and two options, Chris Paul or James Harden's number one, Chris Paul's number two. Yep. How are they going to change? How is he going to change his role on that team versus the Thunder? We'll see. I don't know. He already had one stint with uh, Tony in New York. Didn't Did not go well. Not at all. And overall, the Rockets, they're not as good because they don't have Trevor Ariza. They're essentially replacing Trevor Ariza with Carmelo Anthony. Yep. Carmelo, might he's definitely a better offensive player. But with that team, offense is not the issue. It's defense. The defense. Even though the defense was not bad statistically, but you need a guy who's going to lock down a LeBron James, right? Clay Thompson or Steph Curry, and uh, you lose that. You lose that with or Kevin Durant. You need a guard to guard Kevin yeah. Durant. Trevor Ariza. I mean, nobody can stop Durant. Exactly. But I'd rather have Ariza than Carmelo. I agree. And you know what? And the thing is, is when we watched the NBA conference finals last year in the Western Conference, we saw a Rockets team that was inches away from beating this this unstoppable what thought about this Golden State Warriors team, right? Nobody thought that the Golden State Warriors could be touched. And it kind of reminded me, you know, of 300 at the very end when, when, uh, Leonidas, he throws the spear and it goes and it cuts the god in the face, right? And everyone's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, the god bleeds. And that's kind of what we all saw. Nobody else could do it the same way the Rockets could. But you had to let Trevor Ariza go because you weren't going to overpay for Ariza, especially in Houston. By the way, there was a report that Trevor Ariza was not pleased on the special treatment that the star players in the Rockets received. Yeah, and they probably... Star, tr- we are in a day and age now where stars get treated like royalty. But it really bothered Ariza. What it are the should. reasons why he left? Well, yeah. Well, think about Ariza's background, right? Ariza played with Kobe. And I know Kobe got extra treatment and great treatment. But when it came down to playing, Kobe was hard on everybody. Kobe had that Michael mentality where, like, look, I'm going to get special treatment. But I'm going to treat you guys. As long as you play hard for me, you're cool with me, right? And Ariza was one of those guys. I was always working with him, always working hard. He never had a problem with Kobe. You go to a person like James Harden. James Harden's kind of, you know, I'm not saying he's not a hard worker. He's just one of those guys you don't expect him to play hard on the defensive end. You kind of give him a break. That's the way 2018 is. The offensive guys get a break, and the other guys got to pick it up on defense. We all... We all gave James Harden a break because everyone else played hard because P.J. Tucker was playing hard, right? Because Clint Capella was cleaning up at the rim. Because Trevor Ariza was guarding the hardest person on offense. All I know is I'm watching this Rockets team, and I have seen them there sacrificing championship pedigree unless they can convince Carmelo Anthony to come off the bench. Because right now, this isn't Carmelo Anthony. We, we described two weeks ago how Carmelo has went from mellow, now he's Carmelo. Well, you know what, David? I got a new name for Carmelo. You know what he's called? What is it? Caramelo. Okay. He's soft like candy. That's his new we- name until 
noted otherwise. Now, you put an A in the middle of Carmelo. I'm bringing out my inner Mexican. We, we talked about this yesterday, or not yesterday, last week or last episode. We did, but now it's official. official. He is Caramelo. He All is, right. That's the first he time is I heard soft like candy. That, okay, yeah. I it's mean, done. He's like he's like those uh, those soft, chewy caramels, maybe, right? Maybe he'll change things. I doubt it. His workout tapes look great. His summer workouts. He's soft. He he's the greatest <laughs> summer workout player of all time. We well, you know what it is. You know what it is, David. And here's a quick story. He's... When I was um and, and you know, I was just talking to our friend Troy yesterday, right? And um TPB. TPB out there. And we were telling my wife how when Troy came back from he played college up north in Northern California. And when he came back, he was awesome. When he left, he was mediocre. He was he was a good rebounder. He's tall, you know, he was he was a big man. But I used to be able to kind of muscle him around. When he came back, he was really good. The whole point was I, I told Genesis, like, when you play against inferior people, you look awesome. I say, well, the problem is Carmelo during the summertime, he's playing in the Drew League and he's playing in, uh, he, he's playing pickup basketball with who knows who. Yeah. Right? I look good. I used to go to the gym and play pickup basketball 24 hour fitness. Right? And psh, compared to a lot of those people, I look damn good. I, I would I would feel myself. I'd be like, man, I wish I was this good in high school, right? I'd be shooting jumpers, get hot from three, you know, score my points or whatever. And I'd start feeling really good about myself, Dave. And I play in these these pickup <laughs> leagues and these adult leagues. And then every once in a while, you'd get a guy that would come in that played some real basketball. And I played against guys that played overseas too. I'm like, man, these guys are whatever. I could have played, I could have played basketball professionally. <laughs> Then you get a guy, and there's two guys that I want to bring up in particular. <clears throat> this guy named we played in high school. His name is Dustin Hyman, and he played high school with us. He was a few years older than us, and he went and he played overseas in, um, I think it's Lithuania, or it's something to start with an L, Lebanon. I don't know. One of the L's. One of the L's. He came back, and I still remember trying to guard this guy, and he made me look like trash. Well, he's just bringing out your true colors. Well, I'm maybe, right? But kidding. when it came, you know, it's just one of those things where he was just so much better mm-hmm. and he couldn't even sniff the NBA, right? He couldn't even sniff the NBA. This guy's shooting from half court. He's taking people off the dribble. And by the way, not NBA dribbling where he's doing carryovers like James Harden and all these guys. It's the worst. No. No, he's playing legitimate, like he's not double dribbling. He's not taking bunny hops. No, legitimate. And then there's another guy. That I played, I played against since he was 15 years old, and he was actually on the Lakers summer team this year. And his name's Gabe York, and he played college at Arizona, if you remember, a couple years ago. Gabe York is, I mean, he is awesome. If he, he has the quickest first step I've ever played against, he hangs in the air longer than I've ever seen. And this guy can't get past the summer league. This guy can't get past the G League. It's rough, man. And these guys. They don't even have to try against somebody like me. So it humbles you. And that's the problem is that we see Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony is better than both of these guys combined. Because this guy isn't he may be washed up in NBA standards, but washed up in NBA standards is dropping sixty points in the G League, right? Or going off and playing overseas and dropping eighty to hundred points. When Stephon Marbury was past his prime, right? And everyone's like, Man, Stephon Marbury's trash. He went over to the China League and was averaging 30-something points a game, and he was the MVP. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Carmelo, you know, when he's doing these summer yeah. workouts, yeah, I can dribble. I can shoot from long range against these guys because this is a high school three-pointers range. Well, if this does not work out for Melo in Houston, it's It's, it's not working not, out anywhere. It's not going to look good. This will not work out until Carmelo realizes that he needs to drop down to the second unit. Yeah, he needs to be. I agree. The only team he would, or only player I think he would be willing or think about coming off the bench will be with LeBron. If LeBron would talk some sense. And let's be honest here, the only reason why he's with the Houston Rockets is because of Chris Paul. He is the only reason why. And he, it's the team he could start on. That's going to contend. Yeah. Because if he, if he went to any other team. But this is definitely something that James, I I believe this is something that James Harden didn't want. If you remember uh, during the ESPYs, right, they asked James Harden after he won. Was it the ESPYs? Or, no, it was the NBA Awards, I'm sorry. When he won the MVP and they asked him, what do you think about LeBron signing with Houston? He's like, we don't need LeBron. We're good just where we are right now. We took the Golden State Warriors to game seven. We're fine. We just need to finally tune a couple things. That was him. You heard Chris Paul this week, right, when they were signing Carmelo Anthony. They was like, look, we can fit Carmelo on. There's just going to be some of us that need to make some sacrifices, i.e. Carmelo Anthony. You're not going to get 15 shots a game. Yeah. Because James Harden needs 22 to 25 shots a game. Chris Paul needs somewhere from 15 to 18. Sorry, Carmelo, but they're going to be passing the ball a lot. Carmelo's a guy, you know, he needs the ball in his hands. He needs it to stick in his hands, right? He needs to do one-on-one. That's his thing. He's mm-hmm. an ISO scorer. Could you imagine Carmelo playing against a second unit? He could He could give you 15 points against a second unit. But when yeah. it comes to going up against Durant, nah. You go yeah. against LeBron, nah. Man, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't have high hopes for the Rockets mm-hmm. this year. So, well, unless – Chris Paul somehow gets better at his age and stays healthy. And if Harden, somehow he gets even better. But, I mean, Carmelo is going to need to play as, like, Denver Nuggets, Carmelo Anthony. If they have a chance to. (laughs) That'll never happen again. Yeah, if he can play back, turn back the clock, that's the only reason I would see why they would make it to the finals. And if I were Melo, too. I would look at LeBron James because, remember, Melo's only a few months older than LeBron. Look at LeBron's shape compared to Carmelo. It's like Carmelo doesn't even care. I'm I'm sure he cares. I mean, you see a lot of him working out. But let's be honest here. That's who you're going to compare. Remember that draft class. Whenever there is somebody of an all-star caliber that is drafted in that draft next to you, Mm -hmm. that's who you're compared to. It's not fair, but who says life is fair? Life has never been fair for anybody. When you're compared to LeBron James right next to you, remember when LeBron James was drafted number one, Carmelo Anthony was drafted number three, and he was a national champion. He had led Syracuse to the national championship that year. He was Mm -hmm. arguably, people thought maybe he should have been number one because he proved more than LeBron. Of course, that was the minority, the very small minority. The majority were like LeBron. Have you seen LeBron in high school? Mm-hmm. Did you see him do the dunk contest in the high school league? It was awesome. Yeah. So, and then Darko Milicic, I don't know what happened there. Could you imagine? What a mistake that was. What a mistake. Can you imagine Carmelo <laughs> on the Detroit Pistons? Especially that was a championship Detroit yeah. Pistons that year. He would be a better player today if he ended up there. 
Yeah, learning from Chaun and Chauncey Billups played with Chauncey him in Denver. Rip, uh, Rashid Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, Ben Wallace, Ben Wallace. Who came off the bench for that team? I don't remember. Darko uh, Milicic came off the bench. Ugh. Lindsey Hunter, I think. Oh yeah, man, what a team that was. They Pretty took good. down the vaunted Los Angeles Lakers with that was that was the true like star team before you know star teams were put together right that was like if we looked at it but they weren't stars they were they were they retired became stars because they won what you do you know? mean are you talking about who are you talking I'm about i'm talking about the lakers i was talking Never about the lakers mind. no no the the detroit pistons they became stars because they won you're right i was talking about they beat the vaunted lakers oh, yeah, 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 yeah. who had right. shaq kobe Carl Malone, Gary Payton. I mean, that team was loaded. But a lot of people forget about that team, and they forget Carl Malone was hurt most of the year. They forget Shaq was hurt a lot of the year. They forget that's when Kobe was going through his scandal that year. Gary Payton was really the only guy that was on the floor most of the time. Besides, it was him and Derek Fisher. What are you going to do? Did you uh, ever hear their strategy going into that finals against the Lakers? Who, Pistons? Yeah. I think, who was it? Rashid Wallace, I think it was. Okay. Where he said, so they knew that Kobe and Shaq weren't necessarily getting along. Yeah. So what they were doing was uh, they were trying to create uh, dysfunction within the Lakers locker room. I like it. By not letting Kobe touch the ball or <laughs> vice versa. <laughs> so that Shaq and Kobe would bump heads in the locker room because once that happened he's like you wanted kobe to chuck up a bunch of shots mm -hmm. so that was their strategy it worked and it worked it worked i mean they beat the lakers 4-1 that wasn't even like a seven game and that series. one game they won it was they it's a nail biter it was a overtime i think it was overtime right i it can't was an overtime game they just snuck in that one win yeah that was like that was, that was game two almost. that was game two i believe two that they won where they were at home, they got game two, and then after that, Detroit ran right through them. What a team that Detroit team was. I mean, that's 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 the true, like, a true Detroit team, right? Detroit's, like, hard nose, you know, blue-collar town, and that was a blue-collar team. Nice trip down memory road. But, yeah, Carmelo, you're Caramelo or Caramelo until noted otherwise. Quote me on it. I don't care. <laughs> Quote me on it. But we know that Carmelo won't react the way that Kevin Durant does when it comes to... KD, what's going on, man? Oh, KD. He he responds, it seems like, to everybody, right? And he's... It, it, you can tell. It's really getting on to him. So this past week, three different times has he made the news for his soft, quote-unquote, behavior. Um... First, he went on C.J. McCollum's uh, podcast, right? And he was talking with C.J. McCollum. And it's funny because they're both friends. They're both friends. So it there wasn't any hard, you know, hard blood between them or whatever. They were taking jabs at each other in a playful manner. And it was. I mean, KD was making fun of him, saying that he shouldn't take it too seriously, that he's never going to win a championship. And, um, you know, you had C.J. McCollum say that, he thought his move was soft to go to the Golden State Warriors. They went back and forth a little bit, and then you know what got the most traction was Twitter when uh, CJ McCollum reacted to somebody on Twitter saying, "You heard the podcast? I called. I said his move was soft, and 
you know, all this. And Katie's like, man, I just went on your podcast and you're going to call me soft, blah, blah, blah. So with KD, that was already strike one. And that was all over the news early last week. And then you saw him and he started, I saw later in the week, I think it was like Thursday, he reacted to some kid on Twitter that was 17 years old and the kid was talking about KD and KD's response was, clean your room. Like pretty much telling him that he was too young, shut up, whatever. And then, if that didn't help, now he's reacting to the media. And this is what he blames it all on, right? So KD has come on the record, said him and Westbrook are fine, that it's not as bad as you think. It's the media that makes it a lot worse. Then it really is. So let's let's listen to um, a, a bit that uh, he was responding to the media about uh, when it came to the feuds he has on social media. So just, just listen to KD for a second. It's just to the point where I like I know what you're upset at. Just say it instead of just trying to, you know, make excuses. You know what I'm saying? I got too many texts, or I talk too much on Instagram, or I talk too much on Twitter, and I don't know how to talk to my teammates. So I'm angry, or I'm insecure, or sensitive. Tell me what the real problem is, because every time I say something, I go about my business, and when I say something, house of highlights and and Bleacher Report, gas y'all up and y'all run with it. And as soon as I say something back, I'm the sensitive one. I mean, I know y'all trying to make me look crazy and discredit me and strip me of my credibility, but I see what you're doing, but I'm going to still keep standing. So this is something interesting that we don't get to hear anymore. Social media, it's, it's an open market for people to talk about what they want to talk about, say what they want to feel. We're used to stars like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, I'll even mention Carmelo Anthony in it, where they get hate on hate on hate on hate on hate, whether it's the regular media, whether it's social media, and they just don't say anything, right? They just let it go. They brush it off. You never hear LeBron James saying anything or sneak dissing anybody on social media. He just kind of lets it roll off him, but KD's different. KD's the kind of guy he'll respond. He keeps on responding. He never stops. I think it's a product of KD being really the first the first NBA superstar to primarily come up during the social media age. Like, yeah. Like heavy. Because uh, LeBron was, what, drafted in 03? Yep. Um, social media started he, making- t- he takes advantage of that, but just, just thinking of the mentality growing up and, um, you know, because – Quite honestly, social media is is an addiction out here. Most yep. people are addicted to their phone. And I don't think KD's any different than a lot of people, right? It's just no. re- you know, regular folks, yeah. non-NBA players. He's and he's a regular guy. Yeah. So that's why he's he's kind of being really outspoken cuz he does care about what people say regardless of what he he says. He might say, you know, differently or speak differently when he's speaking to the media saying that he doesn't really care or he's he's not mad it's uh he there was another uh interview that he had with after the usa practice yeah right now they have that mini camp right yep where they they asked him about that cj mccullum tweet and how because he responded and wanted to get his reaction his reaction was it was not me that's upset it's him that's upset he's upset 
of the move and the decision that I made. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but clearly he's upset with what CJ said. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, it's not so bad. Like, I get it. If you if you are, uh, are an athlete and you want to say what you want to say, that's your right. Yeah. However, there was another video of the the players after practice running drills, and Kyrie Irving is hurt right now. Yeah, he's not so 100%. He's not, he's not participating in the, uh, the mini camp, but he's there. He's there as a... Maybe uh, just like an honorary coach. It looks yeah, like. just to be there, right? That's what a good leader does. Because he's going to be part of the the next USA team. I don't know if it's the Olympics or if it's the the uh, World Cup equivalent of basketball. I don't know yeah. which one comes first, but he's going to be part of the team. So in uh, his participation, Kyrie Irving, he was running drills with the guys or telling them, "Hey, you know, do this for this drill," and he was help passing them the ball. And whatnot. And everybody was Russell Westbrook, who was it? Oladipo and KD. Yep. That were running this drill with Kyrie. He would tell him, hey, do this drip, this drill. Dribble in. Yeah, he was doing do like the Euro some, step, finish the Euro the right, step. or whatever it was. And the guys are doing it. Russ, uh, Westbrook, first one to do it, and he does it. Oladipo, he goes in, he does it. And then KD, he's just, he does his own thing. He just, he he just, just dribbles. He's a stupid and jump he, shot. Step back and shoots a three. He's like, I ain't about all that, man. I ain't got to do all that to to score. I said, that's not the point, man. You know, like, first of all, you want to learn from the best. In quite To be quite honest, Kyrie is probably the best ball handler uh, finisher at the rim in today's game. By far the best finisher at the rim. I know you're a seven-foot ball handler, but imagine if that was in your game. I know we we, everybody knows you can score it from anywhere. Yeah. But the whole point here, bro, is to run the drill. Steal some moves from other guys. Like, why are you so resistant towards Kyrie Irving? Like, he's clearly trying to be part of the team, even though he can't participate. Maybe start to, start to develop a leadership role. Yeah. But I didn't like the fact that he was undermining Kyrie Irving's role on this USA team. And it wasn't that Kyrie's being disrespectful. He's just trying to help the guys get better. Yeah. For the purposes of the USA men's national basketball team. Exactly. And, you know, this is a perfect opportunity, right? Like, when you watch this USA basketball practice, I, I, I'm a little enamored with it, and I've been watching different things. You watch guys like Devin Booker. Devin Booker looks great out there, and he's learning. He's soaking up all the moves. And you look at Oladipo, same thing. Even Westbrook. And Westbrook is a superstar in this league. They're running through the drills. They're learning. Like, you see Pop doing things, and they're learning things from Pop. It's great. As great as KD is, sometimes you got to humble yourself to just learn and soak it in. And at the end of the day, this is to me what I say. If you're not going to learn the moves, learn what kind of moves they do, right? Because you're watching film. Hey, how did they do this? Why do they want to set this up? That's something that Kobe and MJ, guys like that, did. They got in, and they knew your moves before you can even do them, right? Yeah. LeBron James can recall plays on scale, and he would run. Like, the one thing was when he played against the Toronto Raptors, the coach would say, uh, when Dwayne Casey was there, he would say, he would call out our plays before we even ran them. He knew in certain situations they're going to run this play, they're going to go to DeMar DeRozan here, they're going to go to Kyle Lowry around here, pick – he knew these things. That's what these greats do. And sometimes Kevin Durant just doesn't do it, right? 
I mean, I have this New York Post thing where Kevin Durant was being interviewed by someone from Yahoo Sports, and uh, they asked him. They they said uh, unleash. He they said he unleashed his frustrations with the media and everybody running with things. Right, and in the last bite we heard, he said that Bleacher Report will put something out there and they'll run with it. And he said right here, I should shut the bleep up. Right, man, get out the way. I did done this work. I done showed you what I do. I know y'all don't like me, but get out the way and let this roll. I ain't want to smoke with. I don't want to smoke with nobody. I want no smoke with nobody. <laughs> so I don't want any. I don't want any trash with anybody. He pretty much goes on to say that the media is the problem here and not him. When I look at this, and David, I'm gonna take a little bit of a weird angle here. Okay, go ahead. We always talked about that Michael Jordan was so great. Because he created these narratives where people were against him. David, we all know, nobody really questioned Michael Jordan as the greatest player. But he would create these narratives where maybe he made up that somebody said something bad about him. Mm -hmm. So he would go out and cream that person, right? Yeah. He would go out there and if somebody said, hey, you can't score 50, he'd go out there and score 55. We've heard plenty of those stories. Something weird that I see that's been recent with Kevin Durant. When he was over with OKC, he was kind of the nice guy, wasn't he? We didn't hear from him. He defended his his players or whatever. Ever since he's been going at the media and going at a 17-year-olds and going at people on social media, have you noticed that his play's gone up? Hmm. Have you noticed that he is now the two-time champion and a two-time finals MVP? And let's be honest here. The first year, remember, he injured his knee. We didn't know how long he was going to be out. But that first year that he was with the Warriors, we were talking about him possibly being an MVP candidate. I believe that he uses this social media stuff as motivation. Hmm. It's absolutely nuts. The more I see, the more I'm like, where are you getting? But he's creating this, and then the media responds. And because the media responds... It gives him this drive to keep going. Because let's be honest here, he's done it all already. He's playing with a team that automatically feels like they're going to go to the finals and win every year. So what kind of motivation do you pick up in order to come and play 82 games in the season and then three rounds in the playoffs if you feel like you're already going to make the finals? That's a good point. Well, the media's against me. Everybody's against me. Everybody says I can't make it. I get it, but that's why I mentioned speaking out. I I get why he would do that, even though it's maybe that's not how some of us would do it, but that's irrelevant. He's his own guy. What bothered me was his Kyrie Irving thing. Oh, I agree. You talk about MJ creating his own stories or other great players, probably did the same. But another story is in 1992, after MJ won his second championship, and it was the first dream team, right? The Olympics yep. team. Coach K tells a story about after practice, MJ walks up to him and he's thinking, yo, he's going to come over here and like, you know, starts trash talking because Coach K obviously is a Duke guy. MJ's a North Carolina guy. But he walks up to him. He's like, and very respectful. Hey, hey, coach, um, I was wondering if, if you can work me out. Over here on the on the side, I'm trying to get some work done. Like, do you would you do you have some time to help me out? Yeah, with some maybe some drills and maybe you know. Help me out. And he was like, well, he was like taking it back because he was an assistant coach. 
Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Um, <clears throat> coach K was yeah. on the dream team. He was an assistant coach. <clears throat> so he worked him out, and after that, after the workout, he went up to him. He said, thank you, coach. I really appreciate it. Like, you know, he went out of his way to – I mean, those situations, when you're around other great minds, whether yes. it's a player or it's a coach, like, you got to take advantage of that opportunity. You have to look at it as a, a great resource and opportunity to get better. Agreed. I mean, what other setting are you going to – and maybe it's a product of KD – joining the stack team like Possibly. every practice he's with Steph Curry and the Clay Thompson and Draymond Green so maybe to him he doesn't value being on the U.S. around these other players as much he's played mm -hmm. with Russell Westbrook right he's played with James Harden so maybe he looks at Kyrie just like another guy maybe he still looks at him as uh, an opponent yeah when in reality he's your teammate right now take okay. advantage he Kyrie Irving has he has a great mind, and he has great skills. Take advantage of it. Yo, Kyrie, this is the drills you work on? Is this what you do? Okay. Let me let me download this into my 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 repertoire yeah, of, let me work on it. of workouts and skill sets. Even though he's back-to-back -back NBA Finals MVP, you could always get better. Agreed. And can you imagine K KD mm -hmm. with the a Kyrie Irving skill set where he's able to handle the ball, and as well as finish the way he does at the rim, even though he's just dunking the ball. But still, it's about having control, body control. That's really at the core of Kyrie Irving's skill set. And he it, knows how to throw everything off the backboards, too. You see him, he throws off the kisses off the backboard. Right. So simple. Oh. The English, the just just go with the flow, you know? Like, you're, you're part of a team. Yeah. I know this is not your everyday team, but this is... You're, this is part of your team. You're on the USA men's basketball team. I remember, um, I can't remember the player. Is it David? Who was the uh, the forward that uh, he came from? David West. David West. Remember, they interviewed David West, and David West had mentioned there's a lot more turmoil on this team than you can believe. Hmm. Like this team, it's not as it's not as squeaky clean as you think. You know, they keep everything in house. This could be one of the problems. This is why I keep on telling people. A lot of people come up to me and they talk about the Lakers because I'm a huge Lakers fan. And they talk about me and they say, well, you know, why did LeBron come to L.A. if nobody came with him? And he's never going to beat the Warriors. Like, what's the Warriors are going to stay around forever. And I go, no. I'm like, if you can see the writing on the wall next year, you can see that this team has a possibility if they win a third one in a row, what more do they need to accomplish? What more do they want to do, right? You get, win four. You want to win four? Yeah, but sometimes championships get you get over, right? I KD, don't know. <laughs> KD's taking, you know, taking money. But let's put it this way: Let's say K they win again next year, and KD's huh. the MVP. Okay. Does there come a point where Steph Curry, Steph Curry, who's locked in for four or five more years, says, "You know what? You know, I would like to be the MVP. I want to be the even though he is the leader of that team. Hey, you know, maybe I want to be the MVP of the finals for once. Maybe I want to show cuz you know what? To me, the knock on Steph Curry is he could never lead a team to an NBA finals victory. Even when he won without KD, who was the finals MVP? Andre Andre Iguodala. And remember, when Steph Curry before they inserted Andre Iguodala into that starting lineup, that changed the whole series. They True. Were, they were down to a they were down two to one to a Cleveland Cavaliers team that was missing Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Kevin Love got his shoulder popped out in Boston, 
and Kyrie went down in game one with a knee injury. Steph yeah. Curry could not finish the deal, and that knock is against him. I don't care if he has two MVPs. Um, I agree. You see that? Now they got to choose who are they going to pay. Are they going to pay Draymond? You're going to play Kate, pay Clay Thompson. One of those guys mm. is going to be gone. Maybe. And KD, does he want to stick around? We, KD is so different when he's in his thought process. And bef- Where do you think he would go next? Well. Because I, I agree. I, I doubt that he stays a warrior for the rest of his career. Oh, yeah. He's keeps signing these one-year deals, which CJ McCollum in his podcast called him out for that. Yeah. And I it was funny. It. McCollum was like, you know, I'm, I'm here because he had to fly out apparently to yeah. Kevin Durant. He's like, I'm here because I recognize that. Hey, you're going to be a free agent at one point and, you know, maybe <laughs> get you to the Blazers. Um, so it seems like there's an uh, understanding among players that KD's across, that, not going to stay. That he's not, at least, not going to stay for the rest of his career. Yeah. And, and Dave, it's a perfect segue, right? Because you did send me a story. Yahoo's Chris Mannix reported that it is a possibility. That KD rejoins the Oklahoma City Thunder <clears throat> and rejoins Westbrook, goes back and brings a championship to the Thunder, right? Whatever he's learned from the Golden State Warriors, he's going to grab all that, pack up, go back to Oklahoma City, and win a championship. That would make sense. It would make sense, except for the fact that he couldn't be a max player. He, he just couldn't be. There's no money there. Right, because you already paid Paul George his max. You got uh, Westbrook on his max. And apparently, you know, according we've been talking about his all his talks with the media, Kevin Durant says him and Westbrook are fine. And I'm pretty sure they are fine now. <clears throat> it's two years removed. Well, you got to remember, Oklahoma doesn't have any state taxes. Yeah. So, if you take that into consideration... You don't need to get the max to get max money, if that makes sense. Yeah, I. you know what? That's a great so, point. That's a great point. And he's been taking pay cuts here in Oakland, in yeah. Golden State. I think he could do it. I believe that he would. I believe in Kevin Durant's heart. He would love to go back to Oklahoma City and bring them a championship. Or he can go to Chicago. He can go to Chicago. Hey. Come be- on, throw, kiddo. How much money do you guys have? You have enough money for, for a star player. Get a star right on, alongside Zach Levine. <laughs> you can start. Hey, I would I would market. Hey, no, market Larry Martin. Marketing. And, and uh, Wendell Carter. Hey, I'm you, telling you. You the market future. those guys. Those guys are going to be good, I believe. I believe marketing is going to be a star in this league. I hope so. Better than Carl Anthony Towns. I'm putting it out I, on well, front I street right now. I definitely hope so. Um, but By the way, did you see Giannis? How jacked that guy looks now. Oh, yeah. Well, you have that comparison photo. If you go on Instagram, you can find it. The comparison photo of Giannis from 2013 to 2018. If I saw that, I would have drafted his brother this year. <laughs> I would have drafted because his well, brother. He can't be drafting the siblings of the great one. That why doesn't not? Always... Giannis' younger brother looks exactly like Giannis. He looks ex- Giannis 2013 is his brother now. I would have been like, yo, I'm taking the five-year investment on this kid. He might not be as good. But it's worth the shot. Not only is it worth the shot, but we know genetically this kid's going to gain like 25 pounds of muscle. Hmm. And Giannis is going to be there to push him, right? Because as a brother, like just like me, I have a younger brother that's seven years younger. He's getting stronger than me now. Like when we go bench together, we're almost the same bench. 
And I'm much heavier than him. So technically, pound for pound, he's stronger than me. But I like to see him stronger than me. Like I, Whenever he starts getting a little bit skinny, I get on him about it. I'm like, yo, you're looking skinny. What's up with that, man? You're 21 <laughs> years old. You shouldn't be looking skinny. And then he gets back on me and calls me fat. And then I go eat a tub of ice cream because I'm depressed cry. about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, I would take that investment. I would do it. Kevin Durant, I don't Giannis, know. Giannis, is he uh, favorite for the MVP next year? I th- I think he's up there. I think Giannis, LeBron, LeBron, Westbrook, those guys are up there for MVP. Um, but real real quickly, uh, before it passes my mind, before we go on to our next subject, we're on that KD subject, and KD, if he doesn't learn to be humble, which maybe he is humble, maybe he was just being a jerk that day, right? But the the tale that would scare me the most is when I look at Andrew Bynum. Andrew Bynum was a center for the Lakers when they won the uh, the championships in 09 and 2010. And Andrew Bynum came out with a quote that was very cryptic back then because he was a Laker. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had went out on front street and t- I, I believe it was Kareem. Could have been him or Chamberlain, but I'm almost 100% it was Kareem. Came out and said, Andrew Bynum doesn't want to work out with me anymore. And, Kareem? Yeah. He doesn't want to learn from me anymore. And when they when that story leaked, they went up to Andrew Bynum and asked him about it. And he said, I've been training with him for years. I don't have anything to learn from him anymore. <laughs> and when that happened, it was the downfall of Andrew Bynum. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Bynum at that time. Bro, can you imagine saying, hey, uh... You know, I don't need to work out with Michael Jordan or I don't need to work out with Kobe because there's Jason, nothing new. Jason Tatum's Boom. working out with Kobe. Boom. Jason Tatum's working out with Kobe. Can you imagine him saying that? Imagine Jason Tatum working out with Kobe for three years and going, you know what? I've learned everything I need to learn from Kobe. <laughs> I'm done. Like when Andrew Bynum said that, I still remember my heart sank at that moment because I was like, oh, man, it's over. This guy's into himself because at that time – he was the regarded as the second best, if not the best, big man in the league with Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard was a knucklehead. Yeah. So everyone was like, oh, yeah, they're going to be fine. That's crazy. And to it, think that he was up there. And, and he was. He was very good. And and when that happened, it was, I think it was, I believe it was 2010, Bynum was out of the league by 2013. He was done. And he, and he was he was up and down. I still remember how sad it was. I think it was 2013. Because of his knees. Yeah. And you see him. He was sitting on the bench with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, with the fro. With Remember the fro. He, he had the fro. <gasps> yeah, looking awful. Did you know he was a bull for like a day, half a day? Really? Yeah. He was part of the trade for Luau Dang. Hey, that we, was a great trade. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> trade. <laughs> we did. <laughs> no, we did the trade to drop him because he was an expiring contract. Oh, Luau Dang? No, uh, oh, or Andrew Bynum. Bynum. He, yeah. was like, he was like $10 million. Okay. So we saved money. A bunch of cheap skates. <laughs> oh, so great. Never get away from that. Never get away from that. Um, but we'll come back right now. We're going to come back with our unnecessary moments of the week. All right, we still got some more NBA stories before we get back and move on to the NFL. But, of course, David, we're going to introduce, of course, your unnecessary moment of the week. Rumbling, bumbling, stubborn, the fumble! 
So, you know, everybody knows now that DeMar DeRozan is a San Antonio Spur. And he had his first interview and he spoke out once the uh, trade went through about uh, essentially the disappointment or his expectations once uh, LeBron James left and thinking, hey, we're going to be in Toronto another year, same core. This is our year. And I think we got a clip of it. Play it and now elaborate why this is unnecessary. It's only one team we lost to in the, in, in the postseason. And that team went to the finals every single year. You know, and with the opportunity uh, approaching itself, you know, my mindset, the rest of my teammates' mindset was uh, the only guy that was in our way making that happen, leave. Mm -hmm. Now we got a great opportunity to do something that we haven't been able to do. And that was all our mindset. It's only one team we lost. So I, I, when I heard that, it just rubbed me the wrong way, Chris. <laughs> oh, I know. That your team's mindset was, okay, now th the, this guy has left our conference. Now we really believe we can win, <laughs> which it completely makes sense why the last few years they they've lost. just, they've not only lost this season, they had the best record in the East. Yep. Going in, a lot of people, I was... I didn't. I thought they were gonna lose just because it's the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, but not the, only did they lose, they got swept uh, for the second year in a row. They got swept, and it just further confirmed that those guys they were scared of LeBron James. Now LeBron James is great, and he deserves a lot of credit, but there is no reason why that team, the Toronto Raptors, should have lost against the Cavs, let alone gotten swept and the only reason they lost is because they were shook oh going in shook. it was all mental as soon as they stepped on that floor and they were up big in that game one yep and they lost the lead and lost you knew automatically as soon as they lost that game one these guys i'll be surprised if they win another game because yep. mentally <laughs> yep they just confirmed he just confirmed just now that me and my team's mindset is now that the one guy who beat us is out, now we can do something special. As soon as you sent me that clip, David, I just thought, like, I knew of one when I was like, oh, man, David. <laughs> David didn't like this. But not only – I didn't like this because you want to know why? What's the number one saying that we always grew up with? Number one saying we grew up with, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man, mm -hmm. right? Like, I could – you know why I can respect Jordan? Because, you know, in his first championship, you know who he beat? He beat Magic Johnson. He didn't go in there and beat some scrub, right? Yeah. When, when guys win championships, you want them to go against the top dog, right? When the Lakers won their championships, although the finals were whatever, they had to go through the Spurs. They had to go through the Kings. They had to go through good teams. Wanting – even – when they talked to when when LeBron went west, there were teams I can't remember which one, so don't quote me on them. But there were teams that wanted LeBron to stay in the East 
so that they could beat them. I believe it was players from Boston. I believe it was Jason Tatum, to be honest with you. It was either Jay, it was one of their guys, Jason Tatum or uh, Jalen Brown. That was like, no, we want you LeBron to, to stay. Him. We want to beat LeBron before yeah. he leaves because he leaves, and it's like that mystique left. And you put it perfectly. The Toronto Raptors got swept the last two years. The year before that, remember, remember when the the Cavaliers the the championship year in 2016 they won in six games and remember when they when the Toronto Raptors won those two games what was the commentary you listen to every talk show what'd they say oh LeBron was trying new things he knew he would beat the Raptors so he was just trying to you know make he was trying to give Ke- uh, Kevin Love confidence he was trying to get him <laughs> going in the first quarter that didn't work oh he was trying to get his teammates confidence it was never Toronto was a good team. Yeah. It was never that. And it's hilarious to me. It is fun. Now they have great players. I got to give them that. But the problem is when you get to the playoffs, it's you need more than just talent. Yeah. And the ability to put up numbers in the regular season. It is a mental game. And and I, I always refer back to like Jordan and that era. Just, sure. Because that's what I was first raised on and, and established my understanding of basketball um if you ask the pistons when they stepped on they remember isaiah thomas will let you know i look in the eyes of those guys and and they had a look the bulls did of there is nothing that you can you can do we're gonna beat you guys he's like as soon as they had that look on their eyes it was over there's nothing that we can do so what that's that's what Toronto has lacked, especially when they played against LeBron James, and they had the advantage. They should have won the series this year at least. Oh yeah, definitely. based on how they performed and based on the how the Cleveland Cavaliers did not perform, that, that easily should have been a, a Toronto Raptors uh, victory. But they didn't have that look in their eye. Yeah. And why do you even want to win the East if you can't even win it all? So if your mindset is Hey man, I'm excited what we can do. You can't get past LeBron James. Imagine trying to get past uh, uh, the Golden State Warriors. And let's say LeBron James does get to the finals this year by beating the Golden State Warriors. Like you think you're gonna beat him? Like you gotta face the best a- anyway. Whoever it is, whether it's LeBron, whether it's Steph and KD and team, whether it's uh, uh, what's his name, James Harden and Chris Paul, and now Carmelo, whoever's in the finals. Yeah. You don't have it, so that I, I I was it was very disappointing to hear that from Demar Derozan because I like him, you know I he's like nice him guy. as a, I like him as a not only as a person he's a especially in the interviews he he seems like a wonderful family guy great guy and I'm and he is I'm sure and he's loyal and he's loyal there's there's nothing you could say negative about Demar Derozan except for like maybe on the basketball court right he doesn't have a killer instinct. And, he doesn't have it. And maybe he will develop that oh. with Greg Popovich, which we've seen already in the mini USA mini camp, which DeMar out. DeRozan is on that team, and Greg Popovich is the head coach of that team. And you can see already, Greg Popovich, hey, for an old man, how old is Greg Popovich, would you say? I would say he's probably 70. Se- 70. He's out there. I can he's look w- it up right now. Yo, he's working with the guys. Oh. Remember, he was bumping them. Yo, he was like checking them. But anyway, he's working DeMar DeRozan out. 69 already like Greg Popovich is already scheming he's he's even though this is a USA team you could see him having conversations joking or working him out and even showing him there was a couple videos where he's 
to say, hey, man, position your feet like this. Like just very fundamental uh, basketball knowledge from Greg Popovich. And you can tell Greg is—he's excited. I think he's looking at this year. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent no, here. No, I love it. It's Demar Derozan, but I think he's—he's he's looking at this as a challenge. There are people who are questioning Greg Popovich and a coach. Can he still do it? You know. And I think this year, he kind of has a chip on the shoulder as a coach. Yeah. You talk about players who make things up in order to gain some motivation. You talked about MJ. But I think it's it's great period. Whether you're a player, whether you're a musician, whether if you're a competitor, maybe not a musician. I don't know how you compete in, <laughs> in music, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. When it comes to coaching and head coaches in the history of the NBA, Greg Popovich has to be in the conversation. Agreed. So I think just based on how he's looking out there on the floor with those USA guys, he's he's looking at this season as. This is a an exciting challenge. I get a play, I get a workout a guy like DeMar DeRozan and don't be surprised if DeMar DeRozan starts to elevate his game a little bit cuz it's one thing being coached by a Dwayne Casey who's a great coach, yeah. great defensive coach, but he doesn't have the same type of personality or the same type of of resume that a Greg Popovich has. And you know Greg Popovich, he get up in your business. Yep. And He'll make you work. And one of the reasons why players don't and free agents don't go to San Antonio normally, other than like a LaMarcus Aldridge, um, is because of what Jalen Rose said a couple months ago. Guys don't want to go to San Antonio because they don't want to work. Yep. They know who's running that show is Greg Popovich. Yeah, They want to go somewhere where they get to run it. They get to do it how they want it. Agreed. That's why they don't go there. But now DeMar has no he has no choice, but he's going to benefit from it. It's better for him, even though he doesn't somebody wouldn't want to go there, doesn't want to work. At the end of the day, work is what makes you great or greater. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with DeMar DeRozan. Do not count out the San Antonio Spurs. They might not win it all, but they might surprise. They're a tough out. They might knock out a team that you didn't think they should have knocked out. Well, if let's say San Antonio, right? And I look at San Antonio in the West, I could see them being, let's say, a five seed, right? Just because, you know, there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some getting used mm -hmm. to filling each other's game. Let's say five seed, because that West is good. Imagine them going against, I could see them knocking out an OKC. Yeah. Like, OKC. I could see them knocking out a Utah Jazz. I, hey, I could see them knocking out a Lakers team that's young. Right, if the Lakers don't get a second star there at the trading deadline, mm -hmm. I can see them knocking out the Lakers. The only team I don't see them knocking out is the Golden State Warriors. And you know what, Popovich, if he can find a way to find it, and that's why it hurt Popovich so much to lose Kawhi. Like I always bring it up, we saw Kawhi lead a San Antonio team that wasn't star ridden. They had a twenty-seven point lead against the Golden State Warriors yeah. with Kevin Durant mm -hmm. in game one at Golden State. Yeah. Did that game, we always wonder if Kawhi Leonard could have played that whole series. Would they have won? Maybe not. But they would have made that Golden State make team work. work. And, hey, they make him work. That could have, I don't know how it could have affected him. And Kawhi, remember, he didn't hit. He didn't have a jump shot when he came in. That's right. He had to break down his jump shot and start from scratch. He rebuilt it with the help of 
the coaches. Yeah. So I'm not saying DeMar is going to be Kawhi because that is highly mm-hmm. unlikely. But what I am saying is it is possible that he'll be better. He'll be smarter. What, one I'll of the, tell you he'll be smarter. One of the most famous uh, kind of moments in Greg Popovich's coaching history, you know how in the televised games they'll have the mic'd, the coaches are mic'd during timeouts. Yeah. They'll have a little 10-second uh, clip of what they just went over. Yeah. I'll never forget one of the timeouts, and they they were playing poorly in the playoffs. They're not, they were not playing very well. And his his the only thing he not the only thing but the first thing he did when he walked up and sat in front of those players he's like guys, I need some more nasty. <laughs> and sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. You know every listen you know the place, you know yeah, like you're you, not he, dumb. We, we've been running this the whole year, fellas. And and you know what's the right way to play. We've done it before. The issue right now is that you guys aren't nasty. You guys aren't playing nasty. Soft. We need some more nasty. And Greg Popovich brings he, – I'm hoping he can bring that out of DeMar DeRozan because if DeMar can play with some more nasty, he's gonna. there's going to be a problem and in the long. Western Conference. He's long. Bro, he's 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 got to be close to 6'9". I sat courtside once for a Clipper game, um, Clippers versus Toronto. I yeah. think it was last year. Was it last year? I think it might have been last year. And, you know, you know these guys are big, right? Yeah. But I didn't know – DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is huge. Yeah, he's long. Like, he is huge. He was taller than I thought he was. And he's definitely, like, he's got to be, I, if I would have guessed based on what I was looking at, he's got to be six, at least six, eight. I think he's six, nine. Right. I think he's close to KD. Maybe an no. inch or two. KD's a, like, I say he's a couple inches shorter than KD. I would but say he's not, about... I would say, like, when you see DeMar, he's about the same height as LeBron. LeBron's listed at about 6'9", six, 6'8". Six, Maybe, yeah. So I would say that. But the thing is, he's long. It, it's, he is. It's and if you can get him to play some defense. He's a two-guard. He's a two-guard. So 6'7", two-guard. That's Clay Thompson. Six, nine, he's 6'8", six, 6'9", six, two-guard. So, I mean, that's – he could be so good. And to put him – because with Popovich, you're going to learn defense. You're going to learn team. This is the, He's going to be hard on him. He's going to push him. And with that culture, he could be so much better because it's much better than Toronto's culture. I'll tell you that much. And the reason why I have a quick clip, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, right, which I'm not a big fan of. Somebody uh, talked to me about maybe trading because they were talking about, you know, at the trading deadline, he's a Lakers fan too. Would you trade Lonzo Ball for Kyle Lowry? I said no. I wouldn't trade it for Kyle Lowry because I don't think Kyle Lowry's tall enough. I, I just think he's a liability in the playoffs. I would not do that either. He, he's a little stocky. So, um, but here's another reason why. Here's a clip from Kyle Lowry, and uh, they just asked him a simple question. Hey, so, you know, Kawhi's in Toronto. Have you spoken to Kawhi at all? And, and, and listen to this response. Uh, no. No, I'm no. I know I'm going to reach this Have you spoken to him since the deal to Toronto? I probably talk. I think, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I spoke to him. Are you not sure? You yeah, I'm sure. Well, he's not here, so I haven't spoken to him. On the phone, So he goes from, yeah, I think I spoke to him, to, uh, I don't know if I've spoken to him, to, well, he's okay, not here. this is weird. Yeah. What, what the? is this? What is it? What do you mean no. you don't know? 
It's a simple yes or no question. Have you spoken to him? Yes or no? Have you spoken to him? Yes or no? Uh, huh. That yeah. is weird. And and you got to watch the clip. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I spoke. And he has these, you know, the line face. I think the line face goes yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've spoken to him. And then he thinks, like, man, I should have said that. He's like, well, you know, yeah. I don't know if I've spoken to him. To no, no. So he just he. <laughs> This is a this is a Toronto culture. He right? felt like he had to say yes, but he was not on his tippy toes. He got caught on his sitting on his heels. And and you know what sucks is that that's one of those moments where you're just like, you know what, Kyle, like like if you haven't spoken to him, just say no. Just yeah. say no. Just say no. I haven't spoken yeah. to him. It's been a have busy summer. Um, I, I'm sure we're gonna talk without a doubt. I'm excited for the season coming up. Boom. I'm, I'm disappointed, obviously. I'm one of my best friends in DeMar. wishing him well. But, you know, at this point, we got to move on. Do what Greg Popovich did, right? Yeah. And I, you know what? The, the crazy thing is everybody feels for DeMar. Yeah. Everybody has a soft spot for DeMar and what he's going through. Awesome. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad that the NBA, even KD has come to DeMar's side. When KD was being interviewed in the USA stuff, he was talking about, you know, they asked him about, you know, like, will the audience, will, will people ever get used to players moving, right? And they're like, will they ever get used to guys like you, guys like Kawhi, moving from team to team. Because we're all, you know, we love our team and we want loyalty, right? We only want loyalty when it's our team. Everybody else's team, we want their best players. Um, And KD went on record and he said, yeah, you know, eventually he's like, the fans will get over in a couple of years. This will become normal and everyone will be fine. Like everyone's going to be fine with everyone moving. He's like, and I think everybody here in the business is totally fine mm. except for DeMar. We all feel for DeMar. DeMar went through a hard time. It wasn't, you know, it's hard for him. He loved Toronto. Now he's gone. It's and, very easy answer to that question. Yeah. So no reason to- Kyle say no. So, so that makes me think we see DeMar DeRozan with that lame answer of saying, <laughs> we don't have to beat the man to be the man. And then we got Kyle Lowry over here, not knowing if he talks to Kawhi Leonard is it because maybe it's because nobody's heard Kawhi's voice. We haven't heard Kawhi's voice in a year. Hmm. Maybe you forgot what he sounds like, which by the way, I know we're debating whether to talk about this, but David Robinson, we won't, we don't have to play the clip. Yeah, we won't. Uh, David Robinson was doing an interview, and they were asking him about Kawhi, how he felt, and, and David Robinson confirmed that uh, he basically said, you know, he's a tough tie. He's difficult to figure out. Yeah. Kawhi, because he doesn't speak, you know, and and uh, he, to himself. And he and he tried to he called him Kawhi, not uh, David Robinson called Kawhi and left him a couple messages multiple said, times, but he never called him back. He never reached out, and I mean. Maybe Kawhi thought that David Robinson, hey, he's part of the Spurs kind of organization. Well, I don't want the wanna, Spurs organization stays wanna, close. I don't want to talk to David Robinson because I'm afraid of I don't know for whatever reason that he didn't want to talk to guys, but to not talk to David Robinson, um, but he not not saying that Kawhi meant to. Maybe he didn't get the message, but clearly there is some sort of gap of communication going on. And I don't know, Kawhi just, not Kawhi, uh, Kyle Lowry just definitely did not, dropped the ball. He dropped the ball and he, and he put Kawhi in a tough situation, starting off with Toronto. That, that's not a good storyline of, yeah. hey, uh, Kawhi hasn't talked to his teammates. Exactly. Uh, 
and it's just it's not good. That's not a good teammate. You, not good at all. I, I've said this right when the Toronto Raptors got bounced. You got to break that team apart. Yeah. At least Demar, which they shipped them out, and I think they need to trade uh, Kyle Lowry somehow. Whoever wants to take him, who would I don't know, but trade him for something. Well, he's I got. I think he's got two years, so they're gonna probably wait till next season when he's got one year left. Cause that's a hefty price. He's getting paid thirty million. He's mm. coming up like that's who's gonna pay Kyle Lowry thirty million? Unless either you're a super contender that all you need is a point guard, or if you're one of these, you know, Brooklyn Nets or somebody that's just trying no. to. Rondo on Toronto would have been nice but for that team. He's in L.A. I'll take that thumbs up. He's in L.A. And talking about L.A., um, before we leave, and, and this is my unnecessary moment of the week, so let me get ready for it. Um, but <laughs> okay. but David sent me a, a, a Bleacher Report story, and there is now an anonymous NBA mm. player, Western Conference NBA player, <laughs> that came out and said that Le, like LeBron James to the Lakers was an automatic – and it was a slam dunk. Let me let me pull up the story real quick here. Which is consistent with what I was saying a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Here's the thing. Here it is. The anonymous NBA player on LeBron James joining the Lakers. They just had to not mess, and that's covering the bleep board, mess it up. And and you're right. This is common, right? Jerry West has come out and said it. No right. NBA players are saying it. You know what? But what does it matter? What does it matter? You- to you. What does it why matter you, to me? Yeah, why are you upset? I'm so, everybody is discrediting that LeBron James should be at the Lakers at all. This was so easy. Magic Johnson didn't have to do anything. Oh, you didn't, you know. No, it, it helped. It, it, I, I don't think that Magic didn't have to do anything. I think the fact that Magic Johnson was or is, what is his role? President of basketball operations? The, yeah, or yeah, the yeah. President? The fact that he's present, like he didn't have to say anything else. That I think that enticed LeBron of, hey, you guys have magic. Like, yeah. okay, not like, all right, I want to play for you. Not, not automatically, but it was a a bonus. It was a plus for the Lakers yeah. having Magic Johnson as their president. But what what I guess players are saying, or that player and Jerry West are saying, is. It wasn't something that now Magic needs to sell it. It was already sold. You have Magic, and you and you have these young players, and it's L.A. I was listening to LeBron James. He did an interview today, or it was released today, okay. and and he was talking about how as a kid, he was a as a kid growing up, he's a Cowboys fan, so he's one of your homies. He grew up a Cowboys fan, he grew up a Bulls fan, mm-hmm. and he grew up a Yankees fan. So to him, like those teams were. The historic teams, the the that were champ like yeah, you know, they just had, had that that reputation, that aura. the aura of a legend, legendary franchise. Yeah, and he's like, and the Lakers are are one of those teams as well. Yeah. That of you think Lakers, you think championships, you think mm-hmm. it's a legendary franchise, and so he's he's excited because growing up, his favorite teams were heavy hitters. Yeah, so that in itself just. Obviously, Magic had a big part of indirectly of building that legendary status of the Lakers. So, aside of him being a president now, he clearly was one of the key players in five of the championships, yep. especially during LeBron James as a child. Um, so, I think that's what what these people mean. I don't think they're trying to discredit him. It's just 
having him as a president was great and it helped. But well, he already so many things were lined up for him and beneficial for him that he didn't have to work magic to to yeah, additionally. And here's my problem. And here's the thing. If you're going to come out on Jump Street, okay? If you're Jerry West, if you're this anonymous, come out and say who you are. Don't be, I want to be anonymous because I don't want to get in trouble. I wonder who that was. Yeah. Who was that? Was that a Clippers player? Was that a Phoenix player? Was that a Golden State Warrior? Who was that, right? I'm thinking it's Draymond Green. Was it CJ McCollum? I think it's Draymond. It might be Draymond, right? So here, let me me put it to you this way. You know how the Lakers could have messed it up? Number one. Let's go back two years. And you know what Jeannie busted? She went against her 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 passed away father. And as a Laker fan, we love Dr. Jerry Buss. He is the man. He is the creator of Showtime. He always kept the Lakers relevant. His dream was for Jeannie and Jim Buss to be a team and run the Lakers together as brother and sister. So number one, the first thing that they had to do as a Lakers organization is Jeannie Buss, the the owner and the runner of basketball operate. Well, not the, she's the these are the whole thing of business operations. Is she had to go and defy her dead father's wishes Dang. and fire Jim Buss. So there's number one that could have been the first thing that the Lakers messed up because when Jim Buss was running the show, you know who what, what free agents wanted to sign with the Lakers. None. Zero. Then she had to go hire Magic Johnson. Right? And, and everyone was like, Magic Johnson's a slam dunk. But people like you, David, which I, I agree with you 100%, he hasn't hit on everything. He wasn't a great coach. He has he, it to prove. He was himself, not great on the air or, yep. or on TV. There was things he failed at. We've seen great players like Michael Jordan not be great in the front office. This wasn't a slam dunk right away. She could have messed up there. Magic Johnson, you know what his first thing was? He hired Rob Palenka as his GM. Yeah. A lot of people thought, Rob Palenka is just an agent. Why would you hire him as your GM? He has no GM experience. So there could have been mess up number three. And you know what Magic Johnson did last year? He had an amazing 2016 draft. He picked up Lonzo Ball, which is mediocre, was probably the less of the three. He picked up Kyle Kuzma, who was a first-team all-rookie, and he picked up Josh Hart, which everybody loves, right? Yeah. He had an amazing draft. draft. They did draft well. They drafted well. If Magic Johnson did not draft well, this Lakers team would stink, and LeBron might have went to the Clippers. All right? So stop saying that this was a slam dunk that the Lakers didn't. All they had to do was not mess it up. Hey, you know, maybe LeBron didn't want to come to L.A., but you know what? There was factors going against him. Jerry West didn't just pop up in the Clippers one day and said, hey, I'm going to try to get LeBron. No, he came here two years ago, started cleaning house, and that's what they went with. This LeBron could have easily went to the Clippers. The Clippers would have enough room to sign him and another player next season. Okay? Stop saying that the Lakers... It was a layup. It was a slam dunk. If it was such a slam dunk, then why was everyone trying to go for LeBron? Why was Philly even trying if it was LA was a slam dunk? Right? Why was Boston even well, taking tr- phone calls? Why was it, oh, so, David, you all they had try. to do was not mess it up. Well, that has nothing to do with hey, why on. why another team shouldn't try to I'm come on, saying, man. Are you if, kidding me? If it was if, if I was the GM of the Charlotte Hornets, 
I would go and try to get LeBron James because you have to try. But it's, it's your job, right? Yeah. It's your job. But David, would you invest? I mean, if you were the Philadelphia, I mean, 76ers, I would. I wouldn't. The Philly, I would. If I would, I would believe I had a shot. If I'm, you know, New Orleans, yeah, I don't think it's unlikely we get him. Yeah. But you gotta phone it in. Even the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets tried to get a meeting with him. Yeah, that's great. But they they weren't going to get him, but, but they tried. But I'm tired of everyone discrediting the Lakers for getting LeBron James. Oh, it was all LeBron. You're right. LeBron is a very calculated right. individual. No, yeah, I mean, they had to have the players that they had in order to and not only that, help make it happen. Luke Walton made it happen too, right? Luke Walton could have had a terrible season this last season. He could have screwed it up, not coached these kids right, and they could have won 20 games, and LeBron would have said, Well, LeVar Ball almost screwed it up. LeVar Ball did almost screw it up. LeVar Ball did almost screw it up. Yeah, because he was talking smack about Luke Walton. Eh, what would you have done? Lonzo Ball, you had to manage Lonzo Ball. You had to manage LeVar Ball. Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, those guys, you got to make sure they're playing the top tier. There's so many things that they could have screwed up, so it wasn't just a layup. This is two years in the making because I'm sorry if the Lakers did not show promise this last season, LeBron James would not be wearing a Lakers jersey. LeBron James isn't going to a team. Um, I don't – I mean – if Well, the, put it this way. Let's go back to 2014 when LeBron James lost the NBA Finals – to the Miami with the Miami Heat and they lost to the Spurs. You have gone on record and said, and and this isn't against you. This is against everybody else because this isn't against. Go ahead, you, use it against me. I but care. I will. You said LeBron James would not go to Cleveland if he knew that um, that Kyrie Irving wasn't there. If Kyrie Irving was not yeah. there and they had Anthony Bennett. And maybe well, they were going to get Andrew Wiggins. They had the number one pick. If they didn't have the number one pick, he wouldn't have gone. Exactly. He wouldn't have went, right? Yeah. Because he is very calculated, mm -hmm. and he saw what was going on there, and he's like, I can yeah. work with that. Now, he didn't go to an all-star team, but he went to a team that he knew there was build. dudes there. You can build an all-star team. I can find a way to make <clears> this <throat> That's team a good point. But I think it's a little different with the Lakers. There is some of that. I agree. I think it, there's definitely some of that. Yeah. It's definitely similar in that way. But I think in addition to that, because you're still in the Western Conference Finals, you're still facing the Warriors, there was the extra incentive, to your point, was is that he has his... There's so much more potential for him out here on the side, right? His yeah, side definitely. Business. So you don't have that in Cleveland. So it wasn't 100% a basketball decision. It oh, wasn't. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, yeah, it was definitely a component, but it, it wasn't the the only priority. Yeah. So he's a family man. I, I get what you're saying. Yes, Magic, Rob Palenka, Genie Bus, they deserve credit for at least putting themselves in a position to say, hey, you know what? We have some young assets that we can continue to build or use to maybe acquire somebody else or you know they, they had to let a couple guys go one of them being julius randall who yep. i like i like a lot julius hustle randall. player and they had to trade away a larry nance and uh what's his jordan name? clarkson jordan clarkson which by the way man we this is so much going on we didn't talk about kevin love Getting the massive contract extension. Oh, you're right. Four years, $120 million. It's like $30 million a year. Yeah, go get which your is, money. Which is it's great. I think he's going to definitely have a great statistical year, and I think they oh, make yeah. the playoffs. 
And that team, you know, you never know. They got the Colin Sexton. But anyway, congratulations to Kevin Love. Yeah. Killing it. Um, and I think, I don't know if he deserves it. And not, everybody, I don't know. That's another question whether somebody deserves it or not. Yeah. But Kevin Love now gets to shine. Yep. And we'll see what happens with them. Uh, but, yeah, LeBron James to L.A., it's not really going to lead to a championship this year. Will it lead to a championship next year? We don't know. And if KD goes back to OKC, it's going to be another problem. Now, if KD goes to L.A., Ooh. that could be exactly what LeBron was scheming up. Because uh, they were they were seen hanging out yes. last week or a few days ago in L.A. It was uh, LeBron and KD. They went to some, I don't know, some nightlife spot. Um yeah. So maybe they're scheming up some stuff because KD is signing them one-year deals. Yeah, and, and KD, and I've heard people say that as well, and I will tell you this. Look, KD, a whole nother level of thought process. Because people keep on telling me there's no way KD's going to go to L.A. because he wants more championships than LeBron. Like, so where do you where did you get that from? Yeah, I don't I'm a, he I'm doesn't a, seem like that. Type. I look at him, I go, what do you mean he wants more championships than LeBron? Maybe you want him to have more championships yeah, than LeBron. He Does he think he cares? I don't think he cares. He just wants to play. To if me, he cared, then he would have stayed in OKC and knocked out exactly. the, the Golden State Warriors. Well, it looks so I don't like, buy that. It looks like he's taking the LeBron route, right? Because KD, he left to go get with some guys, win a championship, learn a winning culture, and bring it back to OKC. And they asked KD the other day about what he thought about the LeBron James to LA. He said, I loved it. It was he, the perfect move. Yeah, and does and that's when people were scheming. Was KD gonna come to LA? Hey, maybe. And if he does, how would you feel about having like your own ridiculous super team? I love it. I love it. I, I I'd love it myself because it would be cool to see the number one and the number two player in the world playing on the same team. You know, winning. It'd be crazy. It'd be it'd be bananas. I would never get to go to a game. I had I might have to take out my life savings just to go to one game. Because every game would be ridiculous. Mm. But, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how I, mean, I would it, feel. If it, it wouldn't was be my fair. Team. It wouldn't be fair competitions wise. But let me put it this way to you: What's what's a, more of a juggernaut? What the Warriors have building right now, or just LeBron and KD? Like LeBron and KD and all the young guys. But your you young guys are good. The young guys are good, but at least we you could say, right, when you go back to the 90s or you go to the early 2000s, right, it was Kobe and Shaq and a bunch of great role players. That's what you need, though. It, exactly. It was Jordan and Pippen and a bunch of great role players. If In L.A., it would be LeBron and KD <laughs> and a bunch of great role players. Well, exactly. Golden State, it's... You know, Golden State. It's a it's a four all stars, Hall of Fame role players. <laughs> what did you say? You said this is the USA Olympic team, yeah, right? Yeah, it's the you USA. Could, Oli- you the starting that lineup. Team. That starting lineup is the US. Like you can't get a better starting lineup <laughs> on the Olympics team than those five guys as the starters. If I were, if I maybe were, look, obviously if you had LeBron James in there instead of who would you have in there instead of? Le- you uh, put LeBron James in there for. Wow, who would you take out? <laughs> Steph, Clay. Clay. I guess I mean, you take Draymond, out Iguodala. Yeah, no, Iguodala's not a starting. He's not even the starting five? He's not. Draymond Green, I guess. But he would have to. You'd have to take but, out. Uh, he's so good he's with so those good. guys. I don't know. What could you do? Maybe LeBron. But that's this just goes to show the o- only improvement in that team is to add LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only way. That's the only way you get better. And not only that, think about this. 
if we were to send the Golden State Warriors team to the Olympics, oh, they was... would win the whole thing. They Even are good it, enough. It, and <laughs> if you send them in, like, in addition to the USA, like, it's the USA team's also part of it, but then you have the Warriors. The Warriors would win. <laughs> they <could> still win. <laughs> I think the Warriors be... would win against the USA team. You know team. what's crazy? The argument would be, <laughs> how would they do against the Dream Team with 2018 rules, right? If you had the NBA the 2000, the Dream Team, bring them in tough. their prime, but they would have to play the 2018 rules. That'd be a competition. That'd be a competitive game. That'd be a competitive game. Oh yeah, it would. I believe I the dream team would win, but just based barely. on the 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 guys on the like having magic. Yeah, MJ, just the, just based on having those. and the just the fire that those guys have. But I w- it would be hard to see those guys lose. It would. It would. But, but it, those three pointers from Steph Curry, you know that would get him. But. But Jordan locking them down. Jordan and Pippen locking those guys down. Yikes. And then you get Clyde Drexler off the bench. Woo! Come on now. What that that, that would have been. That, oh. that, that, I wish we could turn back the clock somehow and do that. Just do that eventually. But that's the thing. We're talking about the dream team here almost. But he did. I, I they would annihilate him in the seven game series. Oh, in the seven game series, it'd be nothing. But I'm talking about just one game. Mm. 2018 rules. Right, because that would actually give the advantage to them. Because, to be fair though, uh, all it takes is one guy on the Warriors to have a bad game, and like any, any, any playoff team in the Western Conference can beat them. Yeah, we we now, saw it with Houston. Now, yeah, maybe not like two, three years ago, but now, just one guy has a bad game, they can lose. Like it's not. I think there. I I tell people because everyone's like, man, goal is this would be such a boring season. I go, do you understand? Like, I wish injury upon no one. But do you remember when that team was put together and KD went down? Everyone was like, oh, no. The Warriors might not make it. Like, KD doesn't even have to go down. If Steph goes down. If Draymond Green went down. The thing with that team is they have good bench players, Sean Livingston. But it's not great bench players. But that's the thing. Yeah, one guy goes down, has a bad game. They're, they're, They're very beatable. It's not... Yeah. They're not as uh, legendary. They are legendary, but they're not as legendary as we hold them up to be. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. Like, they're great, but don't think they can't lose and in a seven-game series. It's kind of like in, the Toronto the Toronto thought process, right? Of like, exactly. They, teams go in and they go, man, you know it's a team that didn't play that way against them? Even though they lost the games, the Lakers took them to the – to overtime plenty of times in during the regular season. Were the Golden State Warriors playing their best game? Probably not. But they still played them hard like the Lakers wanted to win. Yeah. If you got a team of the talent of the Rockets or you got even OKC, if they started playing well together, those teams get on their game, Yeah, that team's beatable. And don't forget, and you can't discredit the other NBA players. Other NBA players are great. There's so many great players in the NBA today guys that you really don't even think about because it's the main guys that get all the credit or all the recognition, but even the young guys. I use Lowry Markin in an example, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum. There's a lot of guys that you don't think about, but if you put them on, on the court and you watch them, then you don't watch on a daily basis because they're not nationally televised. Yeah. But they're ballers. Yep. If they were on a – Warriors, if they if there are a lot of players that you don't see on a daily basis, you put them on the Warriors, any you put them on the Lakers, people realize, hey, this guy is 
not only is he good, he's great. This yeah. guy is, if he was on a great team, he could really do some damage and maybe get to the all-star team because a lot of these guys become all-stars because they win. Yep. If you got a Draymond Green and you put him on, name a team that's not great. Phoenix. And he doesn't win, he's not going to be an all-star. Or Sacramento. I mean, he, he might put up, he might up. Might put good numbers. Devin Booker put up good numbers last year. Yep. He didn't make the playoffs. But if you put him on the Warriors and has slightly less or lower numbers, he makes the playoffs. Yep. So we look at the Warriors because they're such a well-ran team. I think yeah. they're great, not just because they have great players, uh, but because they work so well together, well-ran machine, and obviously adding KD just kind of took them to another level. Yep, and before we leave this subject, I just wanted to throw out there that this Monday, while you're listening to this podcast, you should know that LeBron just opened up his school, my I Promise school. And the big thing about that is that you need to, as a child, qualify for this school in the uh, in the Akron area, right? And I, I, I think it might be up to 4,000 students. I'm not 100% sure about the number of students that will be admitted, but you have to fit some socio- um, economical, you know, you got to have hardships. They're from certain areas that are tough areas in Ohio. But the great That's thing great, is man. you go through this school. LeBron James is funding the whole thing. He's paying all the teachers there. He's all wow. the staff. And Shout out to LeBron, man. Listen, uh, and, and, you know, I get on LeBron because it's the conversations are always it's MJ basketball. versus LeBron. Yes. So – Anything that I say about him, it's nitpicking. Now, I, I've defended LeBron James as a basketball Everything. player for years. Yeah. Now, when it came, comes to the conversation, that's what we do here in the Necessary Sports Podcast. Yeah. We're trying to, you know, we're picking sides, and I pick a side, and, you know, you got to find your nitpicking when you're talking about LeBron James and you're criticizing him. It's hard. Or even Kobe Bryant, you're criticizing him. Like, we're, it's all in context of greats of all time. So exactly. it's unfair to them. Because, but this is what we do. This is the fun thing about either sports radio or sports podcast. But in reality, LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time, and he's an amazing dude. Like the guy is always trying to find a way to help out his community, and there's no way you can ever knock knock him for that. And the fact that he's opening this school, like who's done that, bro? Like who yeah. has opened up their own school and then paid the staff and that's awesome, bro. That's some that's legendary status. And not only this, but I mean, the cake on top is I mean, he's focusing on the third and fourth grades, but they're going to grow up in this school. And when if they, because they're coming from hard, they're coming from hard areas, yeah. right? Gang areas, things like that. These kids make it all the way through school and graduate. Le LeBron James has guaranteed them that he will pay their full tuition to go to the University of Akron. So these kids, not only will they make it through school, but they will get go through college, that's, get a degree. Like his, Their tuition is paid. Right? That's spectacular. When I told my wife this story, she was like, I'm so happy LeBron's coming to L.A. Because those are the guys, like, when we talk about NBA players, NFL players, they got millions of dollars. That's what it's about. What do they do with it? LeBron James has always been next level, right? He's one of those guys where – he has his best friends. He doesn't give his best friends money. What he does is he gives them opportunity, right? Yeah. We hear about Maverick Carter all the time. We hear about guys like Rich Paul. Like, Rich Paul, he wanted to be, you know, he didn't just give Rich Paul money. He said, look, 
Rich Paul's like, I want to be the greatest agent. All right, I'm going to help fund you, but you're going to do the work and become better. Rich yeah. Paul's one of the most respected agents now out there. He's, yeah. You know, he's got Ben Simmons. Yeah. He's, he's got KCP, who's with the Lakers. Like, yep. he's got players, right? Maverick Carter, he's making moves. Maverick Carter's always helping LeBron get on TV. LeBron's got you, dudes. I mean, the, the thing that impresses me so much is that at one point he sat down with his team and he's like, guys, I've been thinking of, you know, got to think outside of basketball, of maybe opportunities that we can uh, be a part of or, or take advantage of. Uh, and I've, I've been thinking of uh, opening my own school. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just the yeah. thought. The thought of, hey, I want to open my own school. Like, that, that who th- who thinks of that? Next level. I'm gonna. I want to open up a school. Yeah. Like when you, you know what I mean. When you're, you're that successful. Most people think, hey, you know, I, I want to invest in uh, some sort of a startup company that, you know, some technology <laughs> company. Maybe open up a couple of restaurants. You know, invest my money in ways where I, maybe I can get a nice return. Yeah. Double up on some on my invest. Whatever. Yep. This guy said. I want to open up a school. And this was years in the making of like, this is, he's setting up to spend hundreds of thousands because he wants these kids. He doesn't just want people to, you know, get a free handout. He wants these people to be successful, right? And you, they talk about it like it's a Bible verse, right? You you give a man a fish, he eats for a day, but you teach a man to fish and he eats forever. Bang. Right? Boom. That's exactly oh, yeah. what LeBron's and, doing. And, and it's because, you know, these are the, uh, neighborhoods and the streets that he grew up on and good for him is like far as taking advantage of who what he has been given and provided as a, as with the gifts that he has yep and now he's returning back to where he grew up and being a blessing to those from his community that's ah. that's spectacular feels good to end on a good note Ah, it feels really good. We're going to go on the NFL and talk more unnecessariness, though. So <laughs> we're going to go back to a regular anyway. But we're going to come back with some NFL news. All right, David, on to the NFL news. And uh, the first one that caught my eye this week, it was Todd Gurley. He yeah. got signed. He got signed. Yeah. He got at his extension. We were talking last week about how the receiver, Brandon Cooks, got this huge deal. And I was like, man. They're paying Brandon Cooks, but they got Todd Gurley coming up and Aaron Donald didn't sign. What are they going to do? What are you doing? Todd Gurley got signed. And the key is, it's not just that he got signed. It's the guaranteed money that's a part of it. Yeah. Holy mackerel. So Todd Gurley got the extension, the four-year, $60 million, $45 million guaranteed. That is a huge deal. That is by far the most money ever paid to a running back. By far. I think in second place it was Adrian Peterson when he got his huge monster deal, and he was only guaranteed like 22. This is double that. And, man, Todd Gurley, I I mean, shout out to, to the Rams for paying a running back when this league doesn't want to pay running backs, number one. But it makes me feel. So there's two thoughts processes that went for me. Number one, David, let's just talk about what does it mean for Aaron Donald? Like Aaron Donald is sitting there. He is the greatest defensive player in the league. It's him and J.J. Watt. I would say Aaron Donald is better. I mean, Troy Beverly's out there. He told me, man, he's like, man, we're going to lose Aaron Donald. He is the biggest Rams fan I know. That's his sentiment. We're going to lose Aaron Donald. This is it for him. Because it seems like this coaching staff is going all on the offensive end. 
What is the cap in the NFL? Is there a is it a hard cap? It's a hard cap. You cannot go over at all. At all, hard cap. Well, what's the cap, and where are they sitting at right now? Okay, well we'll look that up right now. Obviously, uh, you know, <laughs> paying the amount of money that you paid Brandon Cooks, but we talked about last week about Brandon Cooks. It's it's not fully guaranteed, and you can get rid of him down the down the road. And if you structure a contract in a certain way, you can, you can get away of with uh, signing certain players with a lot of money if mm-hmm. you just properly scheme it out. But what's the what's the hard cap here? So the hard cap is let's see, I, I'm looking right now. Active dead adjustments. I'm looking at this NFL team salary cap uh, tracker. Uh, apparently, right now, the Los Angeles Rams are over fourteen million. They're over. They they don't have yep. any cap space left. Well, how do you? How are you over? But it's a hard cap. I'm looking at it right now. Sorry, these are the questions that need to be asked. Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent I mean, because this is this is part of trying to figure out what are the Rams going to do with Aaron Donald? Because how old is Aaron Donald? Here, let me look up how old this here guy it is. is. Is expect it's 178 million. Oh no, that's expected to rise to as much as 178 million. It's 177.2 million and currently. I, currently, and as of right now, we go back to that salary cap tracker, and we'll go down to the Rams, and they're at woo, they're exactly at it, 177.8. So that means they're gonna have to make some cuts. Man, they're gonna have to make some cuts. Um, so you'll see them cut. Well, the know. thing is with Aaron Donald, though, he's currently being he he's in that cap. That yeah. he's been his 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 dollar amount is hitting that. Is and he has he been franchise tagged? I believe he's. he's so if he, if he's franchise tagged, so that's included in there. So you assume, hey, if you restructure the deal. Well, no, he's not. It's Lamarcus Joyner that has it. Mm. So I so, mean, so Aaron Donald's twenty seven years old, by the way. Yeah, he still has some. Uh, Good years in him, mm-hmm. and but to your point, signing Todd Gurley is huge. He's only what twenty three years old. Uh, no, he's older than that. He might be like twenty five or twenty six. Really? He's yeah. Gonna... Be, well, you have to remember they they come out of the league later. This isn't the NBA. Huh? He's twenty three years old, kiddo. How is he twenty three? Well, I guess he is. It's, it's come his on, fourth man. season. Third season. No, fourth season. This is his fourth season. Yeah, fourth season. Yeah, but he's. He's 23. 23. He's still really young, man. Yeah, exactly. Le'Veon Bell is like 27. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell's the so older one. So he's like, Todd Gurley is four years younger and than it. That means he hasn't hit his prime yet because prime for running backs like 25, 26. Le'Veon Bell the last four years has been Kill the him. best running back in the league. And you, mm-hmm. would, you would project Todd Gurley to perform at least to the level of Le'Veon Bell. I agree. At least the Rams think so given the money that they just gave him. Yeah. But to your question, so what do they do with Aaron Donald? They got to get rid of him. I mean, they they're gonna let him walk. You can't afford him. I mean, who do you get rid of? Right? Here's, do you think that's the right move? No, I don't think so. Because so, what would you have done? I wouldn't have signed Brandon Cooks number one. <laughs> Brandon Cooks, prove your worth, man. I don't care. But Aaron Donald should have been the number one priority, and it's it's looking. I mean, here's the thing. Here's one thing that I give the Rams. Okay, and. And the Rams are going for it now. They are taking the Seattle Seahawks method, which was the Seattle Seahawks, when they realized how good Russell Wilson was, they said, all right, Russell Wilson, we're paying him $600,000 a year. We're taking advantage now. We're signing all the defensive players. We're getting all, we're getting all the playmakers now before we got to pay this dude. 
And they went out there, and they're getting him. The Rams did the same thing, right? We're paying Jared Goff. We think this guy's the guy. We're going to have to pay him later, so let's pay all the players around him. Let's get as many assets as possible because this is the best time to win. When you got that franchise quarterback, you know he's there. They got two years, possibly three. They got up to three years to take advantage of this very small salary that they're paying their quarterback before they got to go out there and and shell out the money because we're looking at it. I, I pay attention to the Cowboys. Dak Prescott's coming up on his last year, and what's plagued the Cowboys his last couple of years, what's plagued them is they got dead money in Des Bryant and Tony Romo. So they can't go out there and make a signing like Earl Thomas. You know? Mm-hmm. It's rough, but I, I agree with what they're doing. I just think that, look, this is the biggest playmaker on your defense. Don't. We've seen defensive lines win Super Bowls against the best offense against the best offense in the NFL in 2007. The New York Giants put the best defensive line on the field and they beat Tom Brady in the 18 and 0 team. Right? They were 18 and 0 looking to be the first undefeated team to ever win, well not the first one, but the second one to ever be undefeated and win a Super Bowl and they would have been the most winningest team in history. They didn't do it. So, hey, Aaron Donald, I feel for you, man. But somebody's going to sign you. Somebody's going to sign you to big money. Because he's not like Indomitian Sue. Indomitian Sue kind of does his own thing. Aaron Donald buys in. Aaron Donald's only getting, only scheduled to get paid $6.9 million in 2018. That's, that's definitely underpaid for a guy like Aaron Donald. Yeah. And the Rams have about $3 million. I'm looking here at this tracker. They have about $3.7 million of space somehow. I know you just said it's a hard cap, but I got to dig into it. I'm going to read the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. I guarantee you I'll do that. I was actually reading it a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Hey. A lot so. of legal language in there, but I want to become an expert on this uh, collective bargaining agreement. Because it's coming up in a couple of years, 2021. They're talking about and players we, sitting out. Listen, we'll be your expert. Uh, collective bargaining agreement podcast. I like it. The, 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 we'll change our name. The collective <laughs> we'll bargaining it. agreement podcast. Um, that's exciting. So there's Aaron Donald, right? It's bad news for him. He might not be able to get his money and stay in LA. There's another side to this. There is a person by the name of Ezekiel Elliott who will Zeke. be coming up very soon on his deal. <clears throat> he's going to want to get paid. Yeah. And he's young. He's been the number one running back over the past two seasons. Well, he has been. not last year. Uh, he, he, I'm for the past two seasons. Okay, who has the most run? Who has the most <laughs> rushing yards in the NFL? How about Ezekiel Elliott? Wins. <laughs> just not with hey twenty. I just like to see you or twenty two. He's got twenty two wins. Ezekiel Elliott's good. I know you mess with me. That's okay. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. And um, he's also only twenty three years old. Yeah, Zeke is young as well. Um, but there's a big deal with Zeke because not only that, but you heard um, Stephen Jones, who's the vice president, mm-hmm. who's Jerry Jones's son, and he's a, in charge of player personnel. And he said, he said it himself, Ezekiel Elliott is the happiest man today because we value him that much. They're going to make him the highest paid running back in the league. They're going to have to. I don't know, man, if he continues to spend time in Cancun all the time. Well, Cancun actually did him good. It's it's more of don't party anymore, Zeke. Would it's, you it's rather time have to grow up. if you had 
the option, like today. They're sure. both free agents, and you have a chance to sign either one. You pick. I pick. Zeke or Todd Gurley? I'm taking Zeke. Really? And that is that is not biased. I don't know, man. Why? Here, here's the thing. Todd Gurley has had a knee injury, okay? Okay. And, and he hasn't heard it since, but he has a knee injury. There's a history there. And number two, we have in four seasons, three, let's say three. In three seasons, we have had one good Todd Gurley season. One and a half. One and a half. Okay? With Ezekiel Elliott. He's been suspended. He has been suspended. <laughs> Was it right? Debatable. But. Questionable character issues. In, in Is every, it valid? I don't know, but. Yeah, questionable. There's some things that he does I'm like, dang, but they're they're dumb. But regardless, in all the games that Zeke has played over the past two seasons, he has by far averaged the most rushing yards. He has explosive capability, and I've seen him in person. He has the biggest head and the biggest thighs I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen Todd Gurley in person? Todd Gurley I have seen in person. And his thighs aren't quite as big, but Todd Gurley is quick. The only person I would say that would rival Zeke's legs is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, really? I saw those legs. Ooh, those are big legs. Um, I don't know about Saquon, man. I have my doubts. Of course. I'm not saying he's a great or better running back. I'm just saying leg size. Leg oh, okay. size. But Zeke has a big head. <laughs> it's going to be hard to give that it's guy a, a concussion. Head. If you've seen That's it. That's a big head. Yeah. It's, it's like a – and it's Bart Simpson square, too. That thing, He's got a little fro going on uh, yeah. this year, right? Yeah, he's got a little thing going on. He's His head's big. You're not giving that that concussion isn't coming easy with Zeke Elliott. I'm just saying, I would pick him. I would pick Zeke over any running back. But Todd Gurley, he's talented. Wouldn't you say that Todd Gurley, though, maybe it's a product of the offense, but his pass catching ability is great. I would say he is. He is. I've seen him, and I've joked with Troy on the side, and I've told him. If you put Todd Gurley at receiver, he'd be the greatest receiver in the NFL. Anyways, goes, oh, shut up, Chris. I go, dude, I've seen him run routes. He's not the greatest route runner, but that's without practicing routes. Right. That's without practicing. <laughs> yeah. Let him go practice some routes, man. This, that guy's a good runner. He's that's great at catching point. out of the backfield. Todd Gurley's up there. There's four running backs that are elite running backs. It's Zeke, it's Todd Gurley, it's David Johnson, and it's Le'Veon Bell. Those are your elite running backs. But I'm telling you, who's coming up next? Zeke, and he saw Todd Gurley money. He's getting Todd Gurley money. I mean, of course, if unless something bad happens, right? Unless something bad happens where he gets another suspension or he does something bad. Bro, he, he Todd Gurley had almost 800 receiving yards last year. Yeah, he was great. I'm not saying— Six pass touchdowns, and he had 1,300 rush yards. I would have to see. We got to see this season. This guy had over 2,000 yards in scrimmage. I, I understand. Like, but, but, David, here's the thing. We're going to see this season because here's the thing about it. Not only did he get paid, but now we know what kind of Rams offense there is, right? Now right. everyone knows the Rams offense. First, now yeah. we're going to be scheming. That's a good point. We, we have will seen. See. We have seen teams go against the Dallas Cowboys. Last season, Dallas went 9-7. and seven. They knew Ezekiel Elliott was the focal point of that offense, and he still averaged over 90 yards a game, which was led the league. Lead him. He led the league regardless of people knowing that he was going to get the ball 25 times a game. So, I'm sorry, but when you can, when people know they got to stop you and they still can't stop you, that's Michael Jordan. Now, Zeke's not as great as Michael Jordan, but what I'm saying, it's like, <laughs> Take look, it easy, kid. I know. 
but Michael Jordan, <laughs> you knew Michael Jordan where his spots were. Yeah, and he nothing, got there and made him anyway. You weren't stopping him. If yeah. Jordan wanted 45, he was getting 45. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Now, one more story in the NFL is um, a former teammate of, De- of uh, Ezekiel, and that's Des Bryant. Now, oh, yeah. Des. Des has made the news because, he, number one, we'll get into it in a second, he talked trash, but uh, he was actually rumored to be with the Browns this season. And the reason why is because, if you haven't heard, Josh Gordon did not show up to camp because he is dealing with his issues. He's got drug issues. He's going through a rehab program, and the rehab program called him to be here for some reason the first week of training camp. I don't know. He, According to the NFL, he has not failed any drug tests. No, he is clean. Yeah, it was more of a, not precautionary, but a preventative sort of uh, situation. Yeah. To kind of prepare him for, I'm guessing, a long season, right? So Yeah. So he's, I mean, and, and you know what? Get this guy right because Josh Gordon is a talent. But they have decided they don't know how long this is going to last. So we're going to get, we're going to get somebody. And they're in talks with Des Bryant. Uh, the GM for the Browns has said, "Don't be surprised if they can, if we can get this deal done." We don't know if it's going to get it done. That's, I don't know. That's quite a receiving big names on that receiving core. No, I believe in Josh Gordon. He's great. Yeah, Jarvis Landry. I believe in. Yo, Josh Gordon is a machine. Like he's he's huge. And then you throw in Dez. I mean, I don't know how. Um, you know, I don't think he's any good anymore as as far as playing on the. Uh, highest level of football. Yeah. I mean, you'd be the first to, you know, chime in on that. But, yeah, well, well I don't know if that – do you think that helps the, the Cleveland Browns? Of what? Maybe challenging in that division? Maybe winning it? I don't think Dez helps. And here's the problem with Dez. And, and look, I, was, I am the biggest Dez supporter that there was around. Okay? I love Dez Bryant. I thought he was the greatest. I have his jersey. I'm a receiver. I played receiver my whole life. It's my favorite position. Des Bryant is the tall tale story of what happens when you believe the hype. Because in 2014, this guy was unstoppable. And ever since, the catch that wasn't a catch, that should have been a catch, but who cares because it wasn't and they lost him the game. Ever since that happened, Des Bryant has gone downhill. Okay? And the problem was... is I hope receivers, new receivers that come into the league realize, I don't care what you're good at. Become great at everything. Do everything. Okay? You may be great at jumping over guys and making great one-handed catches like Odell Beckham. You may be great at running down the field and running streaks. You need to learn the route tree. Okay? You need to learn everything because one day what you're great at will not work anymore. And um, the greatest advice I ever got, it was, it was, I don't even remember. I believe it was my grandfather, but don't quote me. But he told me, look, when you go to a job, you learn everything. I don't care if you were hired to be one job. You go and you try to learn everything because businesses are not forever. Apple will not, maybe they will last forever. I don't know. But they will make cuts at one point, right? We have oh, seen yeah. big time companies. It's mandatory. Like ESPN make cuts. Okay, and you would think ESPN would never make because they're always going to last forever. Not everything lasts forever. And it's not always whether something lasts forever or not. Yeah. It's about becoming more efficient. So, yeah, 
as uh, as companies become more efficient, they need less people. Exactly. And you well, you know what you need to do? Become more efficient. Exactly. You need, I where I work, I don't just stick to my corner. I go and talk to everybody. I go, you know, let me pick up a little things here or there. Let, let me understand what you're doing. Do I let it suffer my job? No. I'll get my job done first. But if I have some time, maybe I'll come in 20 minutes early to work. Hey, let me, let me see what you're doing over there. Let me understand what you're doing. Well, I don't know why. Because eventually at my job, there's going to be cuts. Eventually, there might be a new CEO that comes in and wants to get people out, the hell out of there. And when he tries to cut me, I'm going to say, look, I know that guy knows B and C. That guy knows A and B. That guy knows A and C. I know A, B, and C. Woo! You're not going to let me go before those dudes. <laughs> I like it. Th- but that's what you have to do, okay? Yeah. I don't care if you're great at r- only running routes. Work on catching the ball then. I don't care if you're great at you know short routes and, and getting yards after catch. Figure it out. Figure out how you can get better. Figure out how you – hey, learn how to run reverses. I don't care. Do something. Learn how to cheerlead. Clap your hands. Yeah. Encourage your teammates. Because you know what? If Des Bryant, if Des Bryant was a great teammate, he'd still be in Dallas right yeah. now. Yeah. He would still be running. He'd be running with that team. If he didn't care about being a superstar, he would still be on the team. It's the only reason why you have a Jared Dudley still in the NBA, right? Yes. It's like there's a lot of players that can contribute directly into the court than a guy like a Jared Dudley or you pick whatever. Veteran in the NFL. Who's who would you say is equivalent to a Jared Dudley in the NFL? Who's just a who's on a team because they're just a great player. They can they can step on the field and and, and get some contribute. They can contribute. But I mean, there's a lot of players that can do exactly the same. Their value is solely or primarily uh, reliant on their ability to add value in the locker room. Yeah, I, I'm trying to go through, but like. Even though he played a lot on the field, Jason Witten was great. He was a great yeah. leader. He played a lot, but he wasn't his his old self, right? He's just a right. wily vet. He's he a was, wily vet that could make yeah, plays. That's a good comparison. You know, and and you an NBA, there's no Vince Carter, right? If he's, Vince Carter doesn't learn how to adapt, yeah, Vince Carter is gonna probably he's playing his 21st season, I believe. Yeah, he's 41. He's probably gonna be 42. Yeah, him and Dirk, Dirk and, Nowitzki, and they're still signing them because. And Vince is, I think, is different because Dirk has jumped. That's his team, and Vince is he's jumping from team to team because they value uh, leadership. Yeah, and being a great teammate, being willing to show guys the ropes. When you think you're too good, or you're better than that, then that's when you start to uh, get the cut, especially from a team like the Dallas Cowboys, right? Yeah, I agree. When the the problem too was that, my gosh, it, it, you know, it, go back. I, I mean, I'm having a hard time finding. They, maybe they took it down, but what? I mean, Des Bryant was out there just saying horrible things. Um, oh, on Twitter. On yeah, Twitter. he was on Twitter. That's right. He was going off on. Uh, I think it was uh, Stephen Jones, right? Or, yeah, he um, was going. He was saying that it was planned, and he's like, "You can ask. You can ask anybody. You can ask." And the thing was, he said. You can ask my brother Snake Lee. Oh, I mean Sean Lee. And you better know that Sean Lee wasn't going to take that, but Sean Lee was going to take the high road. And I loved his answer. Sean Lee came back and he said, look, sometimes guys need to learn how to be accountable for their actions. Well, he was blaming also 
Uh, he was blaming play calling. Play calling. He said that he's like, when you line up in the same position 17 weeks in a row, how do you not expect someone to stop you? You know, you don't expect someone to stop you by doing the right things. I'm sorry, but I will go back to it every dang time. Week 16, Cowboys play the Seahawks, and you know what Des Bryant did? He begged for the ball. He said, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. So you know what Dak Prescott did? He threw him a ball on a hitch route. And you know what Des Bryant did? Fumble. You know what they did after that? They put him on the inside. He was a slot receiver. They let him run over the middle. Dak Prescott put it right in his hands, right above his helmet. You know what happened? Went right through his hands. Interception. Two of the three turnovers were Des Bryant's fault directly. You're going to tell me that, oh, it's the offense's fault? No, it's your fault. Get better. I hope you go to the Browns and fail there too. He said that uh, Jerry Jones was clueless. He said Jerry Jones was the only one that was clueless in that organization. And guys like Jason Witten and Steven Jones and Jason Garrett and all these guys schemed to get him out of there. You know why they schemed to get you out of there? Because you weren't a team player. Because guys like Jason Witten and Sean Lee are team players. Because guys like Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott are team players. Guys like uh, Terrence Williams, as much as I hate Terrence Williams, he's a team player. Cole Peasley, team player. I mean, it's easy to be a team player when you're getting reps and you're playing well. So, we I don't know if Zeke and Dak and them, are they really a – uh, a, a team player. Hey, you know who's if, a team if player? If coach asks, hey, uh, you know, we're going to cut down on your reps and practices uh, this week because we want to get so-and-so a little bit more reps and more uh, so he's prepared to jump in and contribute. Then how good of, of a teammate are you then? That's when you really know who's a great teammate. It's easy to be a great teammate when you're putting up big numbers and you're the star. Yeah, and Dez for a while, for a little bit, was the star. He was the star, and it wasn't really uh, any conversations of him being a uh, teammate or bad teammate. But hey, well, that's what happens. How do you react? Yeah. How do you react when you are no longer considered the top player on the team or one of the top players? How do you how do you adjust? How do Character. you contribute to the team? And not only that, but you know who's a great teammate? Bryce Butler. Bryce Butler's not there anymore, but. When he left this offseason, remember, he made news by saying, like, if I'm not going to be a starter, then I'm out of here. You want to know why? Because the whole season, he was outplaying Dez, and he was mad that he wasn't getting started. He wasn't starting. He was mad. He was faster than Dez. He made more plays than Dez. He was the same size as him. He was upset that he wasn't getting the playing time. But, you know, you didn't hear during the season, man, I should be playing over Dez. You didn't hear it. Because you know why? He's a team player. I wish we would have kept Bryce Butler. There's a lot of people out there that are Dallas Cowboy fans that wish that Bryce Butler was still on this team because there'd be more hope for that receiving core. Right? Alan Hearns, we don't know. He's not proven yet. He's coming off an injury. We're going to see how good he is. Michael Gallup made his first play at camp. Michael Gallup, we'll see. He's a rookie now. Tavon Austin, we'll see how the Cowboys can use him. Tavon Austin, I forgot about that. Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, we'll see how these guys can be used. But at the end of the day, we're going to see. But Des Bryant doesn't get a chance. Will he play in Cleveland? I don't know. We'll see if they sign. And the other place was uh, was the Steelers. Antonio Brown put out a tweet out there, right, saying, oh, maybe, hey, come play over here, man. We could do it up. Antonio Brown, why'd you say that? 
He can't. <laughs> he ain't gonna help you with nothing. You know who could help you out? It's the homie though. You know. You know who could help you out? Juju Smith Schuster. That guy yeah, was right, all star right. last year. Hey, you guys drafted another guy as a rookie. Hey, maybe he could be good. Who's their third? Uh, receiver in last team. year he's gone. Uh, he's gone, but Martavis Bryant was oh, the third yeah, receiver right. last year. He's not there anymore. They drafted a guy in the second round from uh, from Oklahoma State. He could be good. We're yeah. gonna find out. But Juju Smith, him and him and Antonio Brown are great. You don't need to bring in a guy like Dez. Okay, I get people are like, man, Dez high has risk. a chip. That's a high risk, low reward. He ain't the same <laughs> dude anymore, guys. Watch the tape. I they might as well just. Better off signing Terrell Owens. Yeah, go sign Terrell. <laughs> go sign Terrell Owens. Go, I go sign Randy Moss. He's old. He's 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 happy in the booth. He's happy on TV. But still, go go hire that guy. I don't know. How about but, a Chris Carlin? Hey, hire me. I'll, I'm I'm about as nah. I'm slower than Des Bryant. Still. If you had a call today, say Chris, we want you to come into training camp and uh, get some reps. Uh, would are you ready? Uh, would you be ready to jump I, in? I would not be ready, but I would get, go anyway. Can you get ready within? Let's say I give you two weeks. Oh yes, I would do nothing but working out for the next forty-eight hours. I I tell my jobs, look, I I, I quit one of them because I'd have to because I need time to train. So listen, I, I need to take a couple of days off. I, I, I got a good opportunity. I'd to- quit one job and then the other job. I'm like, look, let me tell you what's really going on here. Okay, this is what's happening. I'm going whether you like it or not. Can I have my job when I get but back? No. <laughs> the, the boss that I would at, that I would keep my job, that boss would would let me go in a heartbeat. He'd be like, "Go do it, go do that's, it." That's cool. Just make sure to train this guy so he can he can run your stuff for right now. But don't train him. And then better you get than back, me. and then he's better. Nah, he ain't better. I already know who I train. He ain't better than me. You purposely pick somebody who's not capable. No, no, no. There's just nobody that's capable of doing it like me. I have that much confidence. I'm going to ask around, man. Go ahead, ask around. But before we uh, we finish up this podcast here, I just got a shout-out. Today's Sunday. Well, technically, still t- nope. no. it's Monday. Technically, it's Monday now. So, happy belated birthday. Dak Prescott. July 29th was his birthday. That's my guy right there. I got his jersey. He's my favorite player. Happy birthday. Dak Prescott. Happy the man. Um, but yeah, I just had to shout that out. I had to throw okay. that in there. I saw I didn't it. Know we're doing birthday shout outs here in the unnecessary hey, sports you can, you podcast. You always do it. We do shout outs for the La Mirada Coyotes, who won a championship. That's right. Hey, the future awesome. of this world. Dak Prescott, we shouted him out for his birthday. We shouted LeBron James for today in a few hours from now. His school's going to open up the I Promise School. I'm all for that. We're positive here on the <coughs> Unnecessary Sports Podcast. Look, we're positive, okay? I understand everyone. We got to criticize people. We got to tear people down. We don't tear nobody down. What are you talking about? If it's KD, we tear him down because obviously he's getting butthurt off of these uh, <laughs> these little Twitter rants and all that stuff. But, you know, we're, we're just here to give you the news, to give you our takes, and always talk about it so if you have a take, right, if you feel some kind of way, you can always call us, leave us a message, well, 209-782-8039. Leave a message. Let us know how you feel. We'll put you on the podcast. We'll respond to you. We'll tell you whether we agree with you or disagree with you. Most likely we will agree with you because I think that our our audience is smart. I think that they're out there. They're I intelligent agree. people. For the most part. There might be a couple <laughs> knuckleheads out no, there. No, they're they're all good people. And and before I go, shout out to my boy. Uh, if you haven't watched Last Chance You yet, 
They put up the new season of Last I Chance. I saw that. You. Haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Is it is it better? I watched the first few episodes. It's good. It's different from the first one, right? Is it the same team? No, different team. It looked like it was a different. And I team. shouted out because a former teammate of mine that played at, I played in college with. He's the assistant receivers coach on oh, there. Oh, really? So I mean, That's he's pretty cool. Killing the game and out is there. He, does he have a lot of? Uh, Expo- uh, he has exposure. Hey, they showed his name on there. He pops up every here and there. He's an assistant coach. Is he dropping knowledge? Uh, it's funny. I think he's funny. His face is made for for television. I will tell you that he is. What uh, are you saying his face is funny? No, no. I'm saying his face is made for television. Oh. That means he's not an ugly guy. Because you said uh, he he's funny and his face is made for television. He's funny and his yeah. face is made for television. I I told him. I said, hey, shout out, man, dope. But I just want to give him a little extra love. If you if you don't have Netflix, find a way to get it. It's not that expensive, okay? It's not that expensive well, to have well, Netflix. Well, real quick before that, man, we have to have, and I'm sorry, I know we're, we're going long. We've been going long. Yeah, of course. However, we got to talk the Dodgers. They're, they're doing. They're doing well. Yeah. We got to get some baseball in, man. I understand, but we, it's still not close enough to the playoffs. But what do you I, I mean agree. it's not close enough? It doesn't matter. We got the Dodgers sitting in first place with the start that they had this year, which they were playing horrible for a while. They always do. They always but pick they, it up they, in the summer. And they've been picking it up. And Clayton Kershaw had a heck of a game the other day. Yeah. It was like yesterday or two days ago mm-hmm. where I think he went uh, seven and seven plus innings. Yep. He looked good. Yeah, he, as we know, Clayton Kershaw's been getting hurt every year. He always does. It's a and, back issue. And, and but it's a wonderful sign to see him go as long as he did. And uh, and the Dodgers are looking. They lost today. They had yeah. a four game series against the Atlanta Braves. I think they went three and one. They went three and one. They won the first three games. Yasiel Puig looked great. Puig came back, hit a home run in his first game back from the DL. Three RBIs. And then you had, uh, you know, Manny Machado, who's really uh, getting himself uh, involved. I'm a little worried about that because uh, Manny Machado said he was going to play shortstop. That's what he wanted to do. And when he becomes a free agent, he's going for the shortstop position, right? He's, he says he refuses to play third base. He's been on the Dodgers for a week. Justin Turner goes on the DL. And what do they do? Manny Machado the third base. Well, that wasn't any hidden secret, though. They said, well, we brought him in to play short and some third. Now, nobody expected to, you know, Justin Turner to go down again on the groin. I think it was at a groin injury. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? And he's a gold glover from third base there. So I agree, but he wants to play shortstop. Look, if this is just me. Okay, this is a time now where this kid's this guy's a rental. This guy's not a like he it's not like we've signed him for four years right. and we're gonna do what we want with him. Look, he's a rental. We're trying to make a run this year. Look, let's not ruffle feathers here. Like I'm gonna remember if I'm a player and I strictly go out on front street and I say, Look, I'm looking to play shortstop, I'm not looking to pay play third. Yeah, but he's been playing for the Baltimore Orioles, Chris. If you're losing games and you're you're not playing the position you want to, then yeah, you're gonna be upset. But he was playing shortstop. Justin Turner got hurt. When he comes back, I would assume he goes back to shortstop, and maybe he'll kind of fill in at third base because they have quite a bit of utility players. Yeah, the Dodgers Put do. Put Kike at third. Kike, or they got a, a, a Chris Taylor kind of moves around as well. Yeah. And um, but as soon as you start winning. It's not so bad having to play third base once in a while. 
and you get to play shortstop Once as in a well. While, it's fine. Yeah, but right now he has to because that's you know. I mean, he's you got you got a heck of, you have a Gold Glover and a, Manny Machado is a Gold Glover at third base. I, I mean, yeah, you could put Kike there, but I'd rather have. Manny Machado playing third than uh, Kike, who pitched the other day, by the way. Poor did Kike, you... they they put him out there. That was messed <clears throat> up. Did you did you? Uh, they know... conceded. He's he the only position he has yet to play this year is the catcher position. He's played. I every throw him other... in there on purpose. <laughs> this is the very, throw... <laughs> the very last game of the season. Yeah. Just for like September, throw him in a catcher for one out. Just for one out. Yeah. The why last not? out. Right, that would be great. I, I would I would do that. I would do that just just to. You know, that's a great thing to do. I'm sure. I'm sure if the opportunity provides, then they'll put him. Dave Roberts will give him a shot and get that. Uh, what would that be called there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But and here's the thing. And outside the Dodgers, there were some big moves that were made that kind of went under the radar, right? You heard Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels signed. Uh, he got traded to the Cubs. Mm. That's a big deal. The Cole Hamill's kind of washed, though. He's he's not washed. He's just in somewhere where nobody cares. He was in Texas. Nobody nobody paid attention to him out in, for the Texas Rangers. People care about Houston. Nobody really worried about Texas. Cole Hamill's was good like 10 years ago. He's man. still good. That's the thing. I, I mean, is he a number one? Probably not, but a number two? Pretty hmm. dang solid. He's 34 already. Yeah, Cole Hamill's is getting up there, but he's still he's still solid. I mean, that pitching staff, they just got better. And uh, J.A. Happ was the other uh, big pitcher that signed, and he went to the Yankees. So the Yankees got some depth at starting pitching. So those are two teams that are in contention, one directly with the Dodgers in the NL. The other one, a possible, you know, the Yankees came one game short of going to the World Series. Aaron Judge broke his wrist. Uh, He's out for a a few weeks. They said uh, three weeks. Three weeks minimum. I think they should probably keep him out longer. Just be safe. Let him – let him recover. And the Houston Astros keep chugging along. They keep chugging along. That's Houston's a tough good. Squad right there. They're, they're good. They're very good. You saw them in the All Star game. Those are the guys that gave them the win in uh, extra innings. It's the way it goes. Houston's good. I hate them, but they're good. I w- I'll always respect them. And I'm sorry for, you know, we went a little bit long, but we had to talk about baseball. I liked it, David. We talked a little bit of soccer, a little bit of baseball, Ooh. a lot of basketball. Shout out to Tiger Woods for almost, hey, almost winning the Open. I was heartbroken. He was, he had, a, he was in the lead. He was in the lead for and the longest, apart. and then at the end, he just. When I found out that he that he didn't win it, I was, I was, <laughs> I was disappointed. Very interesting how everybody's really rooting for El Tigre. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of over what he did before. He They've moved past him. He's becoming a sympathy figure now because, I mean, let's be honest here. He's uh, he's kind of past his prime, right? We look at him, we're like, man, he's not the same guy anymore. And and when, when guys come to that sympathy factor, we start wanting to cheer for him a little bit more. He's actually jumped up in the odds. He's like a top five to, to win the, uh, I think it's the PGA Championship coming up. We thought he was he, he was done, man. We thought he was done. Was like, oh, we'd man. never see him uh, close to the top ever again. So they had that spinal fusion procedure. Yeah. And apparently he's worked his way back, even though everybody doubted him. Everyone doubted him. We've touched all the sports. We touched even a little bit of so- well, We've touched everything. What a what a great podcast it was. And if you want to tell your friends, tell them we're on. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook at the Unnecessary Sports Podcast. That's where our link is to our show. And if you don't want to go through the uh, social media, or we got Twitter, USP Chris David, 
all have links. If you don't want to go through there, go ahead. If you want some tortas, you can go to uh, where? Where can I go to get some tortas? I don't know. I don't need. What tortas. do you mean? I thought we op- we uh, when we're getting in the torta business, we we're talking about the other day. Think about it. I guess <laughs> I can't remember this conversation. Come on, man. With the torta business, but it sounds delicious. Now I'm hungry, Dave. If anybody, if anybody wants to get involved in the torta business, yep. Holler at your boy. We're trying to open up a a, a necessary uh, torta business. <laughs> hey man, that's what that's what we got to do, man. Is that what Hector wanted as well? Oh yeah, that's Hector. Right. Hector's trying to. Well, he eats tortas. He eats for a living. There's so. our taste tester right there. Uh, but you can find the link there. If not, you can go to SoundCloud. You can go to uh, you can go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, the Unnecessary Sports Podcast. Or if all those else fails because somehow you're not technologically sound, just open up Google and Google the Unnecessary Sports Podcast, and you can find us where our takes are always unique and unnecessary. Love.